0: Hello and welcome to Untitled, presented and sponsored by TDF3Corp. Today, we have on special guests Jack Childs and Calvin Brinda, and we're going to talk over baseball, college football, NFL, what's hot, what's not. And then we're going to do a little look ahead to next weekend. So those of you that don't know... Jack Childs is a, was a pitcher-catcher for St. Olaf, and Calvin Brenda was a pitcher for Luther College. Calvin took five years uh, among the usual four to be able to graduate college, but Jack did his in four, so not everybody needs four, right, Cal?
1: <laughs> yeah, I would describe it like that, but uh, I think that it's very good that you describe it like that, man, and early uh, smack talk is always good between.
0: No, so uh, Calvin was my former roommate too. So that was fun. We roomed together junior year, and I bullied him a little bit, but uh, he was able to live with it for a year. So that was nice as well. No, uh, anyways, yeah, Calvin is currently studying for to be a lawyer.
1: Yeah, no, it's 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 going well. The test is next week, and uh, I'm very nervous, but we'll see uh, we'll see how it goes, man. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, dude. We talked a little bit beforehand, and uh, that was pretty exciting news. I actually had no idea. So everybody, all our fellow listeners, make sure to wish Calvin Brinda good luck on Saturday morning. Make sure that you send him a bunch of texts Friday night so he doesn't sleep the night before, too. Um, Jack Childs, currently CEO of Best Buy.
2: Good um, to have you on. I mean, you could say it's a couple rungs around that, but uh, I'd say probably low-level analyst, the lowest as possible, this is a good one.
0: Regardless, it is uh, good to have both of you on. Welcome to Untitled, once again, presented and sponsored by TDF3Corp. So, today we have two pitchers on on a weekend that was mostly pitching. Let's be honest, there was, uh, I would say that some of the games were borderline boring, but um, how much, from a scale to one to Hugh Hefner, how much do you guys cream your pants watching that guardians game
2: uh dare i say it i go boot bonzer on that scale i mean that was absolutely ridiculous i think they're pulling people out of the stands to be able to pitch that game having 16 pitchers pitch between the two clubs is ridiculous
0: yeah that was uh, a heck of a game that's for sure Um, we'll we'll get into that a little bit more i wanted to talk a little regular season like i said we got two former college baseball players on. So we're going to talk a lot of baseball today, guys. Um, What was uh, your biggest takeaways from the regular season? Any fun things you want to talk about before we get into the hot subject of playoffs?
1: I mean, you're sitting with two Twins fans, uh, both Minnesota born and raised. So uh, talking regular season is pretty tough. Twins came out pretty hot, if, if we're being honest, top of the food chain pretty early. And then they just could not get it done. Um, they uh, they ended up not in the postseason, which is pretty tough for us. Um, in terms of regular season, um, it's pretty fun, and we could definitely talk about like the record breaking seasons out of the two Yankees members, uh, the the Albert Pujols and stuff. But I'd love to hear Jack's interpretation of what uh, the regular season was because I'm not as
2: knowledgeable. Yeah, I mean, I think you could sum it up to that money wins games. I mean. Seriously, like you go with the Yankees and the Dodgers as the two top teams pretty much. I mean, you still have the Astros doing their thing. Uh, replacing Carlos Correa with Pena is kind of ridiculous. And uh, I don't know, I would say Pena isn't as good as him, but they still somehow become one of the top teams in the league. But I would still have to say money wins ballgames. And you can easily see that by the some of the clubs that are up at the top of the standings right now.
0: Yeah, I could probably see that a little bit. Um, I know Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill might disagree with you, but uh, they also might not even watch baseball. So what do they know? Yeah, um, if I'm – oh, sorry.
1: No, no, no. Go ahead, my man. I was I was just about to shit on Brad Pitt. So.
0: <laughs> oh, what do you have to say? Please don't shit on my guy.
1: No, I won't shit on him, man. I just – with us baseball players have a, a tough interpretation of the, the Houston Astros. Uh, there's a the, the big scandal a couple years back definitely puts a bad taste in her mouth, especially with seeing them in the postseason every single year.
0: I actually kind of like the Strohs this year. We're going to talk about it more, but uh, I kind of like <laughs> the Strohs. And I knew this was going to happen. I remember Daniel. Yep. Um, Daniel Optol, uh, some of the listeners might know, he was a friend of ours in Luther. He hates him, dude. He literally did a whole – Data model over how much he fucking hates the Astros. <laughs> he even computer programming, computer programming, just about how much the Stros cheated that one year. But I mean, it's in the past. They're good this year. Um, yeah. Uh, anyways, regular season, we probably got to talk Judge. He had an awesome year. Um, God, dude, he was insane. But I will say I am one of those people that go in and immediately kind of say Barry Bonds, or right after the next person says Judge. I
2: was just so. going to ask you: Is is it sixty two or is it seventy
0: three? Um, I would say seventy three. Um, can, hey, yeah. so Calvin, you're about to be a lawyer. I might need a a quick lawyer moment. Yeah. Can I? Can I yeah, talk? Would I get canceled if I talk about the steroids?
1: No, man. I think uh, I don't. I don't know how. Much law has to be with that but I'm also a 73 man myself I think regardless of steroids you still hit 73 of them off of steroid level pitchers so I don't know if Judge does that we we'd have to see but um I think the record 73 I think uh I think Aaron Judge definitely holds some sort of a standing in the history books of single season home run records but Barry Bonds is the guy I think even without steroids he's up there in the in the grades so yeah, Dude. it's 73 and me,
2: baby, for sure.
0: <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm all about it. Honestly, I was kind of hoping one of you was going to take the other side because I actually think that Judge could be a potential big-ass dictator. He's too nice to, but his followers are like Colts. It's well, insane. Well, hear
2: me out. If you put Barry Bonds in Yankee Stadium, he probably hits 150 home runs. I mean, <laughs> it's little loop shots get over in that place.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. But anyways, Judge, he could be a dictator. I hope he's not listening to this podcast because if he wanted to create his own city-state, his followers would let him. Let's say only a quarter of New York City is even Yankee fans, which is probably – would you guys say that might be conservative, a quarter of New York City? Uh, like yeah, I Yankees? would say way more
2: than that. But, hey, that's fine. I, I'll join the cult too. I Dude, mean, apparently, yeah.
1: this we- on care. Yeah, I want Aaron Judge to start taking steroids to try to break that 73. Exactly. That he doesn't get caught. he doesn't get caught, if he does get caught, so be it. Break a number, man. I think he, uh, what a freak human being he is, too. <laughs> How tall is he? 6'8", and he's like 280 pounds? Pretty sure. I mean, he like probably that. has a six-pack underneath <laughs> that jersey. He's, Did you check? I haven't checked yet. No, I haven't gotten close to him, but I, if I get a chance, I'll be seeing, because my man has some weight to put around and put on his body i think he could probably break the 73 with or without steroids but i'd like to see him do it um i think barry bonds holds it regardless i don't think it's it matters steroids or not but i mean to say the very least aaron judge is a freak human being and i think his followers see that and i think you're right i think he could control i mean he's the if you talk about the yankees he's yankee he's He's Babe Ruth. He holds their home yeah. run record as <laughs> <He's>, you know, <laughs> he's the next Babe Ruth, some freak human being doing wild stuff. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty cool to see.
0: Dude, he's thick with like two Ks. How good of a porn star would he be too? He could be a dictator and a porn star.
2: He's got that rhythm, man. He's gotta have that rhythm. <laughs> he's yeah. definitely on some sort of streak, so he might as well be able to get it into some industry.
1: I mean, I think I'd like to take a oppositional approach. I don't think Aaron Judge has The stick that he swings in the game in the bed. I for some reason I think he's got some small little thing. You got to look proportion wise though. I mean, he has to have it proportion wise. I I guess, but I think he's trying to prove something on that field that he's got something underneath the belt, and he's he's he's. It seems like if he didn't break that record, it was like everyone's gonna know. You know, Mm
0: -hmm. I feel like
1: I don't know. I just have a weird feeling that he has a. Got a little Peter. Like he doesn't got anything big.
0: Title, head, headline of this podcast: Aaron Jones certified can't fuck. That's that's the headline <laughs> of this podcast. Breaking news, no, a I book like, book. like that.
1: Aaron Jones? You title in the untitled oh, man
0: Did I say Aaron Judd? Do I say Aaron Jones? I thought you said Jones. All oh. of a sudden the Packer streak is coming No, out. I am a Packer fan, though. I i meant yeah, uh, well, Judge, dude. We'll get to that.
2: Jesus. I can't. Yeah, it's. T- v one on that end we're gonna get you here
0: yeah anyways um yeah the judge one was a big one Pujols last season was another big subject i mean he had a good season uh he's getting old dude that whole cardinals team's kind of getting old uh, it'll be interesting <laughs> well, I mean,
2: that's what happened when they all walked off together i mean they're they all had to have walkers to get off the field it was ridiculous but like like you said with Pujols, like he was one of the best hitters in baseball since the all-star break, no matter what age he was. Yeah. If you saw that stat where it says uh, he struck out what,
1: 1400 times Mike Trout third best player, the, the, the arguably one of the best players, of all of baseball, Mike Trout struck out 1300 times in 12 seasons. I mean, bulls is a, is an animal 700 home runs is not something to be looked at as it's because the amount of time he played. He's he is a savage. Yeah, um, it's cool to see him grow and see him leave the field uh, at our age too. To kind of like, we'll be the ones who talk the same way that people talk about Babe Ruth and Barry Bonds and Sammy Sosa. To be like these guys, the McGuire's. will be like, no, Pujols is
2: the best. We'll, it's gonna be kind of cool to see this age. I have one thing to say just about his legacy is. In middle school, when he left the Cardinals, as in Twins territory, there was ripple effects. I mean, I couldn't imagine what it was like to be in St. Louis knowing that Pujols was leaving to go to the Angels. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's just how good the guy was of, like, all the baseball shut down for, like, a couple days because he was heading out to L.A.
0: Yeah, it was uh, – I actually used to be – You could say before I was a bigger baseball fan and I started liking the Brewers, I was actually wearing Cardinals jerseys sometimes. Uh, My mom's best friend, she lives, uh, so she has, she's somehow related to Albert Pujos. And so they always liked him and they always talked about it, even though the husband was a Brewers fan. Um, We went to Bush Stadium when I was younger. I was probably about 12 and I was wearing a Cardinals shirt with Pujos on the back. Um, I wasn't huge at the time, but I still remember it. And honestly, that's a really cool baseball city. It's Same one of it the is. best places
2: to go to watch a baseball game. I mean, their fans are incredible, too.
0: Yeah, they are. And you, you get the visual. Even on the TV, it looks sweet with the arch in the back. I mean, if yeah. you're behind home yeah. plate, awesome view, dude.
2: Baseball, how can't you be romantic about baseball?
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Um. All right, uh, so that's... Arguably, the regular season, in uh, you know, in the short, in summary. Next, uh, I want to bring up one quick thing before we go to the playoffs, guys. This is a this is a challenge alert for this podcast. You guys are hearing okay. about it for the first time. I am in the next month. I am going to do a challenge. No joke. Um, I'm going to do a food challenge. Uh-oh. Oh dude. No joke, I've never done one in my life, and I'm actually super excited about it. Today at oh, work, I was, was talking about it, and this one dude who used to be like a cross-country runner, he's about like 35 now, and he I think at one point he ate like 23 um, peat corn on the cob things. Dude, this dude like eats. He is getting a little bit older. He can't do it anymore, but I've always been kind of interested in it. This one, uh, do you guys know B-52s in Lakeville, Minnesota?
2: I, I know what that is. Yeah.
0: Dude, they have a burger called uh, the Mother of All Burgers. All right. I need this burger. <laughs> I'm a burger boy. Dude, I am so stoked. Let me let me pull this up quick. This is – Yeah, I need
2: to this.
0: This is two-pound burger, four eggs, <laughs> cheddar, barbecue uh, – bu- no, barbecue pork, onion, bacon, and it's 15 inches – of a French loaf and a basket of bread.
2: Oh, my God. Dude.
1: Whoa. What the? Hey, we just pulled up some pictures of it ourselves, man. Are you sure you're okay with uh, Can you putting you your handle body this? through Yes, yeah.
0: Dude, what would uh... – so if this was in Vegas, what are the odds that I finish that thing? I know you, Travis. Um, Dude, it's low. 150, man.
1: I. 150?
0: I don't got to... Dude, that's like – That's like USC playing Washington in football. No, dude, it's like, um, it's like plus a thousand, maybe. Yeah, it's like Alabama playing a. uh, It's like the other teams' odds of winning when they're playing Alabama in the first three weeks of the season. It's not good. It's not good at all. Yeah, it's gonna be like a forty-four point spread on that one. (laughs) Hey, but can I cover? Like, okay.
2: I think you're a savage. Not,
1: man, this is a lot of food. Here. Okay,
0: how about we do this? What? Where is the 50 50 marker for me? Uh, oh, by the way, I'm under two bills now. I've actually been doing a lot of workouts. I'm at 196 oh. last time I checked. Yeah.
1: Ooh, that makes these odds even worse for each other. I know, but That's I need to give
0: you the facts before we put this into perspective. So 6'3", yeah. 196 now. And uh, I've been eating a lot of soup, so I've actually been shrinking my stomach lately.
2: Okay. I
0: think, where's the cutting point? Where do you think is uh, the equalizer on the sandwich? Is it about like two-thirds in? Or I think when you get
2: two-thirds in, you are for sure already stomach bursting in the ER. So Seriously? I think probably, I don't know, man. That it halfway? Dude, that thing's <laughs> That's big, man. You get halfway
1: for sure. You get half. Okay. Yeah, I can give you half. Yeah, you get half. You said it, fries are included, right?
0: Yeah, basket of fries. Just,
1: <laughs> you don't – without touching the fries, you get half that burger down. <laughs> you get four or five bites out of the next half, a couple of fries down, and that's where you start hitting the wall. And we got to see what kind of dog you are
2: once you hit that wall. But I mm-hmm. wonder if they like, watch you come in and the server like is like you can't order – this burger because of, like, I'm looking at you and you can't get this down.
0: Dude, they won't look at me. I'm tall. I'm too tall for them to be like, no, dude, get the fuck out of here. They, they're going to at least give me the burger. You might gonna... think
1: you got a high metabolism, but I, here's the thing, man. Are you going to train for this at all? Are you going to yes, get that I stomach am.
0: grown? I'm already getting okay. tips from my co-workers, bit. dude. My, my co-workers are already getting me tips. He's a certified corn eater. I. I he's a good source yeah. already. Um. So I'm getting coached um, I, uh, here's my idea of training is getting my metabolism so high that if I burp, I literally my stomach's empty again. So my goal is to get so in shape that my metabolism, as I'm eating and moving things in my, like moving my hands around, burns so many calories. Like, that's an idea, isn't it? Is that, is that real? Like I'm curious. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kidding. I think so. I mean, it's, it is what it is. Um, everything well, I mean, is a is mind is game. Meta-
2: I agree. I agree. Yeah, think- I-
1: I would love to see you swinging your arms around while you're eating this burger. (laughs) That would be a
2: dream come true. I think they kick you out for having like a heart attack. They might think you're having a seizure or something. Dude, I'm I'm going to
0: start doing like some uh, sitting crunches while I'm going. Dude, oh, that Uh would fuck with your stomach. I would throw up so fast actually. i I
2: was going to say they're going to probably make rules like don't do that. Like don't – you can't do that while you're eating this burger.
0: Do you think this would work? Like if I do a little side to side like I'm trying to touch my toes while sitting down?
2: I think you need to watch
1: Man vs. Food, a couple of YouTube videos. That's all the training you need. And then once you see him kind of put that stuff down, just copy him, because you got the the body to put this whole thing down. You physically fit. You got the room. It's just the fact if you can mentally do it.
0: Yeah. Dude, I need to make some odds, and I need to do like this whole Venmo game thing. Like, if you pay me uh, a dollar, and I get, let's say, um, two thirds out with no fries even touched if I like let's say that's the equalizer if if, if I get less than that I owe them a dollar 50 like I should really do that game I could I then not then I'm pushing myself I got something to lose let's say like five only five people then me a buck I am yeah. like then I'm like okay I got I could make I could keep this money I mean come on you could.
1: yeah Travis I think you gotta like not do a, f- a halfway point, man. It's all or nothing. a challenge or nothing.
0: But they do this in every game. There's always a the great equalizer. Uh, it, the odds for me to finish this whole thing are just not gonna. It, it's it's very low. So that's, that's why, why you, why you kind of make so like fun. you I'm, make like I'm, an attainable goal. Okay, yeah, yeah you're yeah, right. Correct. I'm gonna oh, yeah. I'm gonna fuck up this burger. Well, I
1: think you put it down. I think you got that dog in you,
0: dude. Oh, I am I certified like dog of the week if injury, I do that certified my dog in a week and
1: my betting beliefs are very different i i think i bet for you but if you ask me how you do i say you don't do it but my bets are with you man i think my money my money's with you just the the logic doesn't follow
0: <laughs> yeah i uh i do not blame you at all um anyways that's my food challenge i'll talk about it a little bit more later but i want to do uh give an alert out because within the next month i am gonna take a trip to b52s and I'm going to be their best customer of the day as I'm going to hope to, as long as I don't like let anything and come out. That's our my guests, worst nightmare. Having something come our, out. Our guests invited. Can we show up? Dude. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. How about like every one of my followers when I pinpoint a date? they're <laughs> just going to end up coming and I'm just going to like have to be like, Oh, Hey, uh, can we get another chair? Yeah, It's
2: probably a bad idea. You have a guest. So that way they know when to call
0: the ambulance at that point. Oh, yeah, that's true. Healthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I got all the faith in you, Travis.
0: Yep. All right. Um, food challenge. Let's talk a little bit of playoffs. You guys ready? Are we going to do oh, this? Yeah, of course. All right. Let's start Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Cleveland. What do you guys think?
2: Um, I will tell you right now, it's about the worst matchup ever in teams. If you want offense, Tampa Bay was absolutely horrible in a regular season and shocker when they go up against really good pitching, They're not going to hit the ball, and that's why Cleveland advanced. Is Cleveland has really good pitching too? Not a great offense, but guess what? They have Jose Ramirez to bail them out. Yeah,
0: the the defense has kept making plays too. Like basically, inning eleven through fifteen, somebody got left on base. Um, It wasn't like uh, there was a lot of strikeouts, and people made the pitchers made some big strikeouts. But I mean, it felt like the Rays had a person or two on base from the 13th to the 15th. And it felt – I had money. I had money line for Tampa Bay that day. It was about even odds for those. I think Tampa Bay had a little bit less – you know, they were a little bit of an underdog. I had Tampa Bay, so I was watching it. Otherwise, I'm not going to lie, I wouldn't touch this game. Like it was on during the college football games, and I would have so much rather been watching Kansas TCU. But I had my computer, the computer I'm using right now. I was watching it, and I did – you know, I did come into the Tampa Bay game for uh, the small screen. It did get the small screen, I'm sorry. It was a little boring, um, but I, I don't know. They they lost in the 15th. It was an awesome game if you're a pitcher, and I know you guys probably had fun with it, but I don't think most of America had a ton of fun yeah, with it. I mean, it.
2: If you're a baseball purist, you probably nutted at this game thinking about how great it was to watch all of these pitchers come out there. I mean, like I said earlier, like, there was a couple of fans, I swear to God, that got pulled out and had to change into a uniform to be able to pitch. To have sixteen pitchers pitch in a game is incredible. But I mean, when you have pitching staffs like that, like you were good about rolling anybody
0: out there at that point. Yeah, definitely. I agree. It, it was uh I mean, Tampa Bay's kind of been like that. They've been leaning on their pitching the last bit. They've been a little hurt, but you, you gotta feel like they might be on to something for the next multiple years, I mean, maybe even three, four years, they might be a pretty competitive team. It's sneaky, a sneaky team. Is that safe to say?
2: I mean, with a guy like Wander Franco, yeah. I mean, Wander is electric. I love watching Wander Franco play. Um, and again, like, they somehow seem to be pulling prospects out of their ass. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Everybody comes up from them, and they're good. It's incredible.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I uh, I know with Cleveland – showing up, and you guys are Twins fans, it probably, you felt like you might have had that at one point in the, you know, during the long season. It is a very long season, but it probably isn't the easiest to see Cleveland kind of going on and winning again, is it? Or is I it mean, one of
2: those that, that division, the AL Central is literally, like, everybody didn't want to go to the playoffs. <laughs> and they went back their way in, they're like... They got pushed out, like, you get to go do this. Like, no one wanted it. It was ridiculous.
0: So, as Twins fans, are you kind of excited that you don't have to lose to the Yankees again?
2: I mean, and, <laughs> that's a tough question.
1: As the most losing team in playoff history, it's it's pretty tough to not make it, but in a weird way, it's a little bit of a breath of re- relief just to know that we're not going to lose you know um the only thing that i wanted out of this year was one playoff win and they couldn't even give us the chance but to see someone from our division kind of go a little bit deeper is kind of nice but the yankees scared the living crap out of us man they're 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 the detriment to the twins fans in every possible way um to say the very least, uh, it's kind of nice not having the heartbreak this late in, I guess, uh, October now. But Spooky season. Yeah, spooky oh, yeah. season. Spooky season's correct. The Yankees are the spookiest team in the entire league for the Twins. They they just ruin us every year. But It's kind of nice not having to go against them, but at the same time,
2: it's like I kind of want to see it. I mean, I know we'll get to talking about the Yankees, but I'll just say, um, as somebody who would bet on the game, a Twins versus Yankees game, that's an easy win right there. Like, you could have easily bet on the Yankees to win, and you just lost out on money now because Cleveland made it.
0: Yeah, but the odds are probably not going to be the best. It's not going to be 50-50 odds like the Tampa Bay-Cleveland game that I bet on. It's going to be like, honestly, I was trying to bet on baseball, and uh, just an FYI, I went 2 over five hundred this week. I put in way too many bets on Saturday. And I only – I didn't hit almost any. I think I only had one over that hit. Other than that, I lost like every baseball bet. It it was horrible this past weekend. I did really good on NFL and NCAA. I don't have my uh, rankings up on it, but I do remember I got two over out of everything I put in Saturday and Sunday. So, good for me. Betting over on baseball is tough. It's tough. Yeah, it is hard, but you kind of can get an idea – like when it starts if they're even gonna move the bats yeah but then again only one inning is the difference between hitting it or missing it oh my so just to give you an idea of how bad I did I bet the under on the Seattle game versus the Blue Jays
2: yeah that went tough.
0: over like two times that went over yeah, two I was gonna or say
2: three that times. that's just that's a wash you right there throw your hands up in the air just what what can I do Dude,
0: I, I can't do anything. I don't even understand baseball, so I don't know why I chose to bet on it. It's the stigma of wow, it's starting. I gotta, I gotta get involved a little bit, and that's a reason for me like putting, you know, I, I, it gives me a reason to put the game on when there's football on. So, works. course. You have a comment there, Cal?
1: Uh, no, man. I haven't been paying attention <laughs> to most postseason just because of the amount of studying I've been doing. But I'm very excited once the test is over to start getting into it,
2: dude. Um.
1: I, I think that you should stop betting over-under on baseball games, man. Start picking money lines on these stuff, man. That's that's the real game.
0: Yeah, I get that, but it's so – you don't get good odds. If you choose the underdog – I mean, the only time is when it's like somewhat of a close matchup. It's closer to 50-50, but the underdog is like plus 150. And then yeah. it's like, you know, they probably shouldn't win, but they have a chance to – they're not favored for a reason though it over under at least gets it so you're a little bit closer to double odds if you hit so yeah. I like that about football you can bet on a point spread it's easy yeah
1: yeah you're completely right but baseball's so weird in that way like if I was a if I was a bet man I would have said Max Scherzer was gonna shove it <laughs> down postseason no and he dropped a giant log all over the field he sucked yeah um, dude he's booty yeah, he's he, he. That's a tough statement because he's not booty.
0: <laughs> no, he's not. He's, hey, he's a he's booty and recent. He and be booty starts. that day
1: is what he really decided. Uh, that's why baseball's so hard to talk, so hard to bet on with the over unders, just because for some reason sometimes people just sh- show up and they should possibly be the absolute dog that day, and they just decide to be terrible. Dude, it's a weird sport.
0: They're the anti dog of the week, I guess. Maybe when you yeah, actually, it really stuff.
2: is the. Anti dog, yeah, that's true.
0: All right, so that was uh Tampa Bay Cleveland, uh, the divisional series, Cleveland Yankees. Uh, who are you guys' favorites? Who's gonna win? I mean, that?
2: It, I, th- do I really even have to like let you go? I think we're gonna say Yankees, but who am I kidding? I'm i'm big into pain, self pain, knowing that the Guardians are in the again. Remember, it's the Guardians now, it's their first year being named the Guardians, <laughs> Oh, so it's like
0: they're um, politically correct.
2: You're a whole new team. Dude. So I, I, you know, I honestly, I'm going to go with the Guardians just because I hate myself as a Twins fan. So I'm going to go with the Guardians. And Guardians are just going to make it all the way to the World Series at this point.
0: Holy shit. I, I changed it. So I have, uh, I was thinking through this. I was kind of going through every single game. And I was going to talk about sometimes dictatorships work and Yankees in five. I'm changing it. Dude, I like that. I like that take about a uh, political correctness. Sometimes it yeah, does win. Um, a whole new team. Yeah, yeah, they're uncancelled. so that means they're yeah. going to make it to at least the next round. So I know they Guardians, Guardians and five. I, I mean, it. as
2: an American, I'm offended by the Yankees name. So yeah, yeah it, truly, it truly would be kind of racist. A problem
1: for the <laughs> for the progressiveness culture if the if if the Guardians lose. That's if the, if they lose here, it's really a detriment to them. Yeah, which which is the reason why the Yankees need to go down. Um, plus as a Twins fan, I just love seeing Yankees fans just have the worst day of their lives. Yankees, That's true. Yankees fans in their sadness is one of the most amazing joys of my life.
2: I was going to say you have the Yankees fans, they definitely have what this year probably well with Draymond fighting, it's not Golden State anymore. They got the Celtics to root for. Honestly, they're going to just switch to usually it's Cowboys because it's always their year. Probably now it's the Chiefs again because they're good. So they have every championship team to root for when they switch their loyalties.
0: Okay. So we're uh, we're a Cleveland pod today. We're right? a Cleveland podcast. Oh no, hell yeah, yeah dude! Cool. Shit, probably, Ohio. We're gonna do yeah. it. It's gonna be beautiful for a couple days, and then they're just yeah. gonna get shit stomped against you, the. Strategy. You got four years. Right. Yeah. You, you, know? got four, you got four days. Yeah. Let's give them a round. Let's beat up on the Yankees and lose to the Strohs. That's what okay. I'm for now. Well,
2: I mean, that was the easiest thing ever, is just moving past the Yankees and yeah. Aaron judge.
0: Give the Strohs a, an easier run to win it all over again. Anyway, yeah. all right. Um, by the way, you brought up the Draymond Green thing. Let's not get into it, but he did uh, give a cheat shot. You know, I, I don't care what anybody says. It's a cheat shot. I mean, he's it's practice. Score. He's so, not expecting yeah, we'll get to get slapped.
2: We'll get into that. Okay.
0: Um, next game, let's go BJ's. <laughs> um blue jays um, blue jays mariners um, all right so
2: i know why i'm gonna tell you right now i have a conspiracy theory on why the blue jays got swept it, the blue jays were too distracted by vladdy jr's voluptuous cheeks i oh, mean i it, love
0: conspiracy. it
2: i mean am i wrong
0: no, watching that take.
2: wagon walk around the bases is ridiculous
0: beautiful take i love that take what
2: would so what would you say on that one i mean I'll tell you right now, Luis Castillo paid off for the trade. For sure paid off for Seattle. It's nothing against Seattle, but, I I mean, for some reason, they just couldn't put it together with the offense that they had. And the pitching, they have great pitching for uh, Toronto. It's weird that they weren't able to actually put it together this year.
0: I don't know. It it was such a fun game, too, though. 8-1 Blue Jays, and you're like, okay, yeah, let's get ready for a game three. Not so fast. I mean Seattle came over and they had that huge uh, a huge couple innings to kinda of come back into the game. I remember I was uh I was over at a restaurant at the time and what did I was this the game that I had the under on? Yeah, this was the game I had the under on. Yeah, it was yeah. under seven. And I see it was eight to one and I'm like, Well fuck, that lost Yeah exactly. And then well, the best thing that could have happened happened. If you're gonna lose, at least get shit stomped. I mean I love well, exactly. that. It, yeah. After you, the worst thing that could happen is you lose a bet by like one run or you get hooked, which means that it was a 0.5 difference. And then you just got over that. No, dude. Fucking every single run in the book, just give it to me. And then I'm like, oh yeah, dude, I got fucked on that one. But that was a great game. Um, I remember oh, that. It was sweet. Oh,
2: go ahead. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Anyways, uh, great game. I mean, young talent, both sides. Uh, Yeah, I mean,
2: so I guess one thing to say again about how baseball is so weird is that the AL East, every team was in the playoff hunt. It was crazy that (laughs) every team was in the playoff hunt, and now moving into the next round, you only have the one team that got the bye is still in. It's just weird to think about.
0: Yeah, um, I have some uh, theories, and I'll talk about that. When we get to the divisional series part, but I did want to bring up one point quick about this game that I thought was the most important part of this past series. Um, Robbie Ray, I'm—I'm I'm going to be honest. I'm not. I haven't watched a ton of baseball this year. I saw yeah. Robbie Ray come up, and I immediately thought that dude should be a country singer. I mean, that. Well,
2: speaking of Robbie Ray, he just gave up the walk-off home run to Jordan Alvarez oh, in the divisional series.
0: Shit, that's yeah. right. The first game's over for that one. Oh yeah, my god. Yeah. Um, anyways, of one of the he, games. if he ever needs a career change, he could easily be at every corner bar in America and nobody oh, would blink yeah. at eye. they'll be like, Oh, Robbie Ray's here this weekend. Let's go listen to him. He could, if he chooses, he doesn't want to go to the country route. He could easily do like Jimmy Buffett covers. Oh, for sure. That is a, that is a big brain move. I mean, congrats to his mom and pops for calling him Robbie Ray because he has whole avenue just by his name that he could explore. He could be shitty. He could be the worst singer in the world and people will still show up because they're like, oh yeah, he's got to be good. I mean, his name's... Well. Yeah. Travis, I think
1: you're on something, man. I think that someone should take the moniker of Robbie Ray and run with it. And I got to be honest with you, being mm-hmm. ex-roommates with you, not many people know the how beautiful your singing voice <laughs> is, especially with Jimmy Buffett covers.
0: Dude, very good. Yes. Yeah, it's,
1: it's truly incredible what you can do with with ex, with old Jimmy Buffett covers. What I think you should do is you should run with that Robbie Ray material. That's what you should do.
0: Dude, I'm going to name my kid based off of every genre. So there's going to be – I'm going to think it over, and maybe I'll come back in a later podcast and, and say what the names of my kid, future kids are going to be. But I'm going to name them based off of different genres so they know that they have a backup plan. I'm literally giving them a strategy for life. They I'm, I'm arranging their career at birth. Like they, they could still be a programmer, blah, blah, blah. But at least they know they could be a country singer or, uh, you know, they could sing Elvis, you know, whatever, go to Vegas and do that. So yeah, I think, um, that, that was a good move. That was a power move by their mom pops. And I, I respected that. I saw Robbie Ray's name and I immediately was like, that's, not only does it sound like a baseball name, but it kind of also sounds like he could easily be singing somewhere. It's catchy, yeah. and it's cool. You know, kind of like a, it, it reminded me a little bit of Billy Ray, which is why I probably thought of it right away. But that's yeah. the way my brain works. All right, divisional series. We got Seattle Astros.
2: Well, I think before, if if I was betting before, I still would take Seattle. I'm still taking Seattle right now, even though they're down one game right now. I'm taking Seattle. I love – their whole city is behind them. I don't know if you've seen the fans uh, celebrating in the Toyota dealership, but their whole city behind them. And every Seattle fan that I know uh, is extremely hype about it. And, and the Astros have been there before. Um, but I have a feeling that the energy behind them is going to be able to carry them through this series.
0: Yeah. Um, can I make a take quick? Yeah. Seattle, so bad sports Seattle is a bad sports town. Oof. I mean, no,
2: I, I get that. And I, I wouldn't say that it's a bad sports. Town. They're very bandwagon, I'll tell you that. They're bandwagon, but no, I'm I'm fine with that. I mean, ever since the uh their basketball team left and went to Oklahoma, I mean, they I mean, haven't been the same.
0: I mean, they went to Oklahoma City. That is not a sports town whatsoever. That's how much that's how bad of a sports town Seattle is.
2: No, they they made them a sports town by going there. That's crazy. They're a one sports town.
0: That is kind of cool, I guess. At least they know what they're all cheering for. When the, you know, during the year, they all got on a hundred year.
2: Yeah, you know, they'll maybe get behind them. They got to be good first.
0: All right, uh, you're a Seattle guy, Jack Calvin.
1: I can't root for the Astros out of basic ethics towards baseball, um, but unfortunately. I feel like the Astros got that dog in them. I feel like my my wishes do not match what's going to happen. I think Astros are going to end up taking it. I think the world is going to be sad. I'm going to be sad. Those terrible terrible people down down in uh, Houston are going to be very happy and the bandwagoners back in 2017 are going to be happy, but unfortunately I think Seattle's got or uh Houston's got some momentum brewing behind them. I mean, you come back with a three-run three, three run deficit, walk it off, and you come back, I think that just kind of leads you into the next day. As a pitcher, I think Jack can definitely attest, if if you walk it off and you show up the next day, you're throwing with pretty much everything you got. got. Um, you can watch the next pitcher uh, for the Houston Astros, he's going to give it absolutely everything. He might make mistakes, and that might be where they lose, and then maybe Seattle takes the momentum back, but... But Houston's going to come out swinging after that uh,
2: unbelievable back uh, or comeback victory. Yep. I will say really quick, the only reason I'm a little scared as the full-on Seattle fan here um, would be Jordán Alvarez, as he already has done it once. But all season he's just been that guy. He is the one of he's the next David Ortiz. I mean, he is a sweet swinging lefty.
0: Love it. Um, I. Uh... I'm an I'm an Astros guy. I already said it. I have two reasons why this is gonna go towards the Astros this uh, this round, and one for each team. Number one, uh, boobs. That is why they're gonna win this first uh, this it's, round versus Seattle. No, no. Better. Listen, listen a little bit. Um, yeah. Astros. When I think Astros, I immediately think Verlander. When I think Verlander, well. I mean, Kate Upton. I grew up looking at her, uh, you know, her tatas over on that Sports Illustrated. And she was even in some films where I think she was only an actress because they're like, yeah, people are going to stare at her tits on screen. So boobs. I mean, confidence uh, comes from marrying a kick-ass girl like Kate Upton. And she has big boobs. So if you have that confidence and that swagger, you're also going to do good. And that's why I would choose Seattle. That's number one. It's not number two.
2: You would choose the Astros, right? You mean the Astros? What'd I say? You said that's why i choose Seattle.
0: Motherfucker, dude. I can't <laughs> talk. <laughs> I, I'm trying to – I think this is why I was thinking it. I'm about to go down a rabbit hole for number oh, two. No, that's fine.
2: I'm down for this rabbit hole. Um, yeah, I'm down for a conversation.
0: Okay, this is pop culture a little bit. So this is why I'm not choosing Seattle, not the Astros. Um, I got it right this time, but thanks for correcting me on that last one. Um, sometimes I do that. Oh, you're good. Um, when I think Seattle, I immediately think Washington, right? When I think Washington, uh, what do you think of with movies? Either of you, Washington. Uh,
2: I think Sleep. of just Washington, D.C., still so like of sleepless
1: in Seattle, but that's not Washington.
0: Nope. I think of Twilight. Oh, I think of I'm, Twilight. Uh, and when I well, think I'm of Twilight. When I think of Twilight, I think of Vampires. Who's not out in the daylight? Vampires. They're not going to okay. win. Uh, it's going to be a sweep. Astros are going to sweep I, them. They're already going down.
2: I was going to say, have you, have you heard of night games? They have lights at stadiums now.
0: No, there's still lights there, though. They don't like lights.
2: They're artificial, though. Yeah, Ooh. it's not sunlight.
0: Okay, okay. What games are – how many games are not in the – you know, not in the day. How many games are well,
2: Most during the week are very much late at night. Let's see if we can't fake people. <laughs> okay. Schedule, <man. laughs> yeah, know, We might just destroy. It looks like, uh,
1: well, it looks like they're all oh, during. Yeah. yeah, they're all during the day. Ah,
0: uh, like see? It's a big brain move. I didn't even know.
2: Yeah, I and mean, that's still light time, so. I was going to say, game five, if necessary, is TBD.
0: So. Mm, well, that's going to be a day game, and I'm going to be watching that. Out. No, I'm not going to be watching that work because the um, Astros are going to sweep them. So, um, Boots it, it, and it Twilight. Right in day,
1: and Seattle is, uh, per Twilight, vampires. So, I okay. think you might be that's right. fair. No, that's fair. Your <laughs> logic a solid is Solid argument. Your logic is sound, Travis.
0: Thank you. No, I, I know sometimes I'm reaching with these things, but I do have the most factual takes in podcast history. And uh, I, you can attest it to my Twilight theories. So, I mean, you don't have to listen to me, but all I'm saying is if, uh, if you are bored and it's a day game and you're seeing, wow, we got the Stros versus Seattle. Who am I going to bet on? Well, I'd take the Stros every time. And I wouldn't do money line. I wouldn't do money line. I would do the spread because they're going to be minus one and a half because that's how it always is in baseball. And you're going to get great odds because they're going to win by three almost every game. Why? Yeah. Seattle's hiding in their fucking dugout. They're not even going to play defense, dude. Dude,
1: that's like betting Frankenstein
2: over fire. Like, it's fire's going to win every single time.
0: Oh, yeah. You
1: know?
2: Well, so I got I got another one here. So if they're vampires, what happens when they're leaving the stadium, it's late at night, and all of a sudden Alex Bregman's on the injury report the next day because he's got something wrong with his arm? Oh, it's because a vampire bit his arm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, but are they going to do that to everybody on the team?
2: They could. If they're losing, they might. All of a sudden you see Jordan, Bregman, Verlander, everybody's on the injury report. It's Easy. It's crazy that going happen.
0: Easy. Somebody, who's the coach of the Strohs or the manager of the Strohs?
2: Boy, uh, Dusty Baker. I okay,
0: think. one of my followers, please send a DM to uh, Dusty. That's a that's a good baseball name, by the way. Great baseball really? name. Um, baseball. somebody send a DM to Dusty and make sure that he brings garlic and uh, those wooden spears, and make sure that they don't leave the dugout to go to their, you know, go to the locker room without it. So then they're protected. No, that means that I mean it's self defense at that point, right? I mean, I mean,
1: if I was if I was a Seattle vampire, I would be biting the necks out of all the Houston National players right now because they're hot. <laughs> hey yo, they're ready. They're ready to, to put it all on the field right now.
0: I'm gonna be eyeballing the fuck out of the injury report between uh, today and tomorrow because I think I'm on to something, and we I hope we're just not too late. I'm gonna try to make sure I put this podcast out tonight so that the listeners will be able to send something out and make sure that Dusty... You game one's already everybody. over.
2: If you see a couple pop up, you already know who's bit them. Oh, or got injured them. Sorry, I'm already on that track. <laughs>
0: so all we right.
2: can't the players, because
1: all of Washington then are vampires. So it could just be the entire state going after the Astros.
0: Dude, I think something's fucked about Washington State, though. It's beautiful, but there's something wrong with it. I mean... Let's
1: watch those documentaries that are called Twilight... It's verified proof that there's vampires there.
0: Yeah, you just uh, you make sure you don't see the werewolves, though, too. Those are the fucked up people. They got abs, yeah. but I mean, sometimes that's a red flag. Girls yeah. can attest to that. Um, I hope that I did check my statistics today. I am about 20% female viewership. So I don't know. Right. Oh, there's like gonna be a I thought you
1: were going to be 0%. Oh. We're a women's Dude,
0: podcast. The ladies like me. And, yeah, and good as a friend, here. the the followers as a friend, they like me like this, and uh, I do have twenty percent female viewership, so I think that some of my viewers were, are going to be able to attest to this. So yeah, dude, I'm actually pretty pretty happy about my. Female I see why viewership. you
1: brought up Twilight Travis. Yeah,
0: dude, big brain move. Come on, <laughs>
1: yeah, you're trying to get that up to twenty five percent.
0: All right, we got to keep moving. Uh, Mets Padres. Quick thoughts. Opening thoughts.
2: I think it is absolutely hilarious that the Mets lost. They were all talking their crap. June hit, they were up 10 and a half games, and then guess what? Here comes old Reliable, the Braves, coming up behind them and yanking them down, and then they go out and just get yonked, absolutely yonked by the Padres.
0: I'm not going to lie, I'm not that happy. Um I wasn't, I'm not necessarily cheering for the Mets, but I just started Seinfeld, so I felt a little emotional attachment to them. Uh, ah,
2: yeah. that, okay, that's fair. No, I can yeah. understand your sadness, but as, as somebody that's been watching baseball for a long time, seeing, the Mets are almost like the Dallas Cowboy fans of the MLB, of like, <laughs> it's always their year, it's always their year, and guess what, it's never their year.
0: Dude, Mets gonna Mets.
2: Of course. I just like seeing New Yorkers
1: sad, man. That's my that's my game. If the New Yorkers are sad, I'm a happy camper. <laughs> that, um, yeah. So far, we have half of the state, and they're sad. Now the other half of the state needs to go down.
0: So the title of this podcast is Untitled. Should I just make it the anti-New York podcast?
2: Probably. Yeah. Oh, no, you, honestly, be, on, you need to probably name it the Ear Fondler podcast because of just what happened – in the Mets Padres series. Did you see the ear fondling that happened to Joe Musgrove?
0: Um, no, I was actually going to ask you about that. I don't understand it. I've heard of the whole pine tar conspiracy in baseball, but I didn't really understand this whole ear thing. You,
1: you started off Cal. Yeah. So there's this thing called spider tack and I've been told by people who use it, that it's practically like using steroids. Um, it's super sticky It hypens up the spin rate of all of your pitches. So sliders move more, curveballs move more, fastballs rise more. Um, Everything just is harder to hit with spider tack. Um, That spread into pine tar. Um, You can take uh, like rosin, which is like those bags they have behind the mound, and mix it with sunscreen, and it gets pretty sticky. And the MLB said we're going to ban all of that. So there's a big um, debate and kind of like – policy of against sticky substances in MLB right now just to combat those illegal substances that they deem to be too good to so hitters have a, a chance pretty much. So Joe Musgrove had this ear and it was big ears by the way. Huge, huge. ears. He
2: could big fly. Ear guy. He uh
1: his ear was one of the most disgusting things I've seen on live T V in a yeah. while. It was Weird looking,
2: so the, the the Mets decided to take a look at it. Which also, in they were already losing big time, and so it's an all time sad move as the loser to be like, we need to get this pitcher kicked out just because of we think he's cheating, even though he's not.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they took a look. Uh, the umpires went out there and they fondled his ear. They went. Oh all over it they smelled their hands they rubbed it on themselves they tried every trick in the look to feel some sticky stuff on his ear and apparently the man's ear is just gross it's <laughs> big and sweaty looks like the most disgusting sticky ear ever imaginable without having any sticky substances on it and so joe musgrove um decided to Show up the Mets by making some gestures at them, which, by the way, is one of the hardest things you can do in baseball. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much like pimping a home run to be like, nah, I don't got any. I'm not cheating. I'm just shoving it down your throats. Uh, but that's pretty much the whole thing in general. It's just they thought he was cheating because he was doing so good, and he said "Nah, It's it's just me. I've just got some sweaty ears.
0: Dude, big ear guy. Um, do you, Is it a fetish for people to get off on ears? Because imagine if he had an ear fetish. He literally, it's almost the equivalent of getting jerked off in the middle of the game. I
2: mean, uh, with ears that big, probably. The chances of a
1: big-eared fella having an ear fetish is very high. Very, yeah, it was yeah. probably 50-50 chance that he got a little chub on the mound there. You ever heard of the movie Dumbo?
0: Dude, Dumbo. Dumbo is like, no, dude, there's a hole right here. <laughs> 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 uh, um anyways. Yeah, it was weird. I'm a brewer guy. It was weird seeing Hater in uh in that uniform, especially and in that That's the, uh, boy.
2: You loved Hater.
0: I did I, okay, loved is a strong word, Calvin.
1: Uh, and you loved him.
0: He was he was, it was tough to see him go. Uh, I'm glad that he went to a, a good team because I actually they're a likable team. So Padres they, they got they got a a chance to win, and I don't think he was ever going to win at Milwaukee. Ever
2: ever since he got traded to the Padres, he has kind of not been good. Anymore. That's what I've been yeah. seeing. I
0: didn't
2: know if he, he he's got he's had some ups and downs, but as soon as he was traded, he was really bad. Yeah,
0: I uh, I just wish the best for him. So, anyways, uh, outside, I'm not going to talk about that all. Uh, it gets me emotional. Um, yeah. Timmy Trumpets game, you know, in the last game, he uh, he went up. He was still at his best doing the whole trumpet thing down 4-0. Kind of a, All an all-time time time, sad
2: move again. All <laughs> first fondle a man's ears because you're losing and then to play the trumpets that I hyped up so much about down 4-0 to zero, is an all-time sad move. You can't do that. Like, you just
0: can't. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, it felt like they might get momentum. Maybe, honestly, I was probably strategic, but it was just kind of funny because they had that big hype song that they've been all about all year, and it's their fate. Um, Mets gonna Mets, so. Yeah. Mets
1: gonna Mets, man. That's the cool, that should be the title of this whole podcast. No,
0: it's, it's Aaron Judge um, certified can't fuck. Was that what I said?
1: Yeah, Aaron yeah. Judge can't fuck and Mets are gonna be Mets. Somehow you gotta <laughs> take some baby out of the two of those.
0: Um, who do they play in the divisional series? Oh, Dodgers. So that's fun. Um, yeah. Uh what do you think? Dodgers, Padres?
2: I mean, I already said it. Money wins ball games, so I'm gonna go with the Dodgers. Um, I just they the strategy of getting the M V P every single year, um after they win it, is a really good strategy. Just go get the best baseball player, pay him as much money as he wants, and then put him on your team. It's a great strategy. With Mookie, you have uh, now Freeman. Trey Turner's really good. Um, Do I have to just keep going and just list the whole all-star team for the NL? It's just on their team right
0: now. So why the fuck don't the Twins do that? It's so Uh, easy, right?
2: It is easy. They just don't want to spend money.
1: Yeah, (laughs) we we got a budget, man.
0: Um. Okay, Calvin. You a Dodger guy too?
1: Yeah, I mean, America's team is San Diego against the Dodgers, but it's true. Dodgers are gonna win. It's 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 not guaranteed, but don't put money
2: down on the Padres in this series. Um, I mean, it, you already had their star player Francis, yeah, uh, uh, Tatis already go out with having apparently steroids being put in him even though he likes to say it was just because of ringworm, which that's also a funny story if you don't know about. Definitely look that up. All your
0: viewers <laughs> I, should look that up. I saw All the ringworm before, comment. <laughs> I think right now he's somewhere in the Caribbean
2: on a tour saying, don't get ringworm, even though it's like the oldest steroid in the book that like the Soviets made back in World War II pretty much in him. It's like the first ever drug banned by baseball that he got busted for.
0: Okay. A uh, quick comment. We s- briefly talked about steroids. I, w- I just want to give a take on this. Um, so we talked about the whole ear thing, where stickiness on the ball, blah blah blah. It's basically steroids. Then we talked about Tatis, and earlier we we're talking about Barry Bonds. I want to say one thing. Um, I think that steroids should be legal in certain sports. Not all yeah. of them, but I think baseball is one of them where it should be legal technically. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I can
2: watch guys hit home runs nine hundred feet. I want to see guys throw 120 miles an hour. Dude. Yeah,
0: um, I do not think it should be legal in sports like football. No, I yeah, don't think it, it should be. No, I mean, come on, listen to me you a little bit. Die. You want to hear the sport?
2: That... No, I don't actually. I've watched too much football. I don't want to. I don't yeah. want to have steroids in football. That's dude, a
0: good call. If those football players get, if too many of them get on steroids, a ref gives a bad call, they're actually gonna like,
2: no. they're gonna
0: fuck up that ref. Because they're just no, going to go whole, uh, what, what, what do they call it? Uh, what do they call it when they go all crazy? There's a word for Roid it. Rage. I can't think of it. Yeah, Roy Roid Rage. rage. They're going to go yeah. Roid Rage and just smack them. They're going to, like, tomahawk them. They're going to go Connor Hopkins WWE style on those refs. Oh,
1: you're talking about that wild child? Yeah, they're oh, going to go dude. crazy on them. Low key? The they should have the XFL. That should be fully legal. Today. Yes,
0: yes. Not the National Football League, but the under leagues. Like, the leagues that that will get more viewership for them if they just get these jacked dudes and the best thing for those kind of leagues are for like big scandals or big news where they just kind of do very inappropriate things like hit refs and uh like getting massive brawls hockey i think hockey it should be legal with steroids and the there's one
2: on hockey dude
0: yes they almost already kill each other arguably
2: anyways. more ruthless
1: than football
0: yes but it's a different kind of ruthless i mean there's a a tactical element to the game where uh, football is a lot more brute force in general. So it just gives you too much of an unfair advantage of football. Travis,
1: we need to watch some hockey, man. Cause I don't think you have a general grasp of what hockey
0: is. No. And I'm anti-hockey because Minnesota is way too about hockey. It's actually very weird. I think that they probably look at me at being weird for being able to talk about for my first podcast all by myself, about a, ha- a whole hour of just talking about football they're probably like you're a psychopath but I think the same thing about them for liking hockey they like it too much and it's weird
1: Travis we got to go to a wild game sometime and I think you're gonna change your opinion real quick about one steroid use and two um, hockey in general because hockeys hockeys a fun sport
0: okay one more take this is my biggest take of the day I That's think it. that Steroids legalized in tennis. I think that would be fucking fun. 100%. Tennis? I'm
1: with you on it. Okay? Why not? Dude, Why not? imagine. Let's
0: see him travel 200 miles an hour. Dude, that'd be fucking insane. Imagine a dude who looks like Leonard Furnett just on the other side. You see dudes like, I mean, they're twigs in tennis. I want to see some fucking jack dudes who just hit the shit out of the ball and they look like it too. You don't see enough of that in tennis. I want to see more like – I want to see calves bigger than their current tennis players' biceps. But
1: that's not tennis, man. I think the steroids that you'd get is just – they could – like they're just going to be so lean and quick and it's going to be cool. And also, dude, imagine the grunts you'll hear when they're on Oh, my right? God. They'll <laughs> be –
2: man we're pro again we're a pro ladies podcast here yes. but like yes ladies definitely have to tune into steroid tennis yeah that would be <laughs> awesome.
0: dude big viewership for ladies if that happens it's like a, a lot of girls like baseball they say it might be because it's outdoors it and out yeah. nice. yeah. but dude it's all the all fucking stuff. pants yeah all right um yeah. my uh what was my last take oh here's how i think you do it on uh you remember the whole controversial vaccine thing with Novak? He he's sure. not able to play. What you do? So I guess everybody's getting jabbed, or they have to get jabbed. What you do is somebody who's on vaccine and is going to start taking steroids. He just gets really good at tennis, and then instead of doing the whole injection thing, he just you know he calls it the vaccine. It's steroids. He just gets fucked. It's big brain move. I'm already on top of it. It's this not going to be me. <laughs> Aaron could do it too, dude. Ah. Except he'll probably end up doing the whole, uh, what's it called, ayahuasca?
1: Ayahuasca, baby. Dude, I peyote. Peyote. <laughs> You want that peyote grind? Yeah.
0: All right. Um, let's not get too controversial on here. Uh, <laughs> next, uh, who's the next team? Um, Cardinals-Phillies. Cardinals-Phillies to end it. What do well, we have on that, boys?
2: I will start off by saying regular season ended perfectly of having fifth inning. You have Waino, you have Pools, and you have Molina all walking off at the same time in front of the St. Louis crowd. Beautiful. And then they forgot that they had to play playoff games. They <laughs> forgot that, that was happening, and they didn't show up. They, they scored, what, I think one run in the entire series? I mean, what are we doing,
0: fellas? Yeah, they got shut out in game two. What are
2: we doing? That's exactly
0: what um, happened.
1: They were too focused on their retirees. Yeah.
0: Well, one counter is uh, Pujols and Yachty both had hits at their last at-bat. That's kind of cool.
2: You know, I mean, they, yeah. they got it done, but the rest of the team just didn't – just were like, oh, I thought we were done. We're still scrimmaging? Like, what is this?
1: Yeah, they didn't know what was going on, man. They were too worried about uh, about their retirees and figuring out. And Yachty and Pujols have both been there, so they were like, hey, let's get this stuff together, but – Let's make one last run. I'd love to go to the World Series in my last year. And then the team was just like, no, we're rebuilding after you guys.
2: I mean, (laughs) and to also just put it out there, like, the Phillies have almost been, like, the Dallas Cowboys again of, like, this is our year. This is our year. They've never done it, and they finally made it. And they honestly – they have a squad to do it. I mean, they decided to make a team out of designated hitters that (laughs) can't lead defense, and they – I mean – it makes sense. Big brain move is to hit the ball more than the other players, and you can win the ball game. And but they have the pitching staff to be able to keep the other team from hitting too.
0: I like it, offensive coach. Enough defensive shit, dude. Maybe uh, Craig sure. Council has to big look bigger. into that a little bit more. Like, doesn't it make sense to score more points? I mean, score, score more, more points than point the other team. So why like, don't we just That's hit the
1: big break. Yeah. yeah. At oh. the end of the day, that's how you win ball games. Yeah.
0: You so, can't
2: score, you can't win.
0: Yeah, so my two big takeaways, the first one was Mikolas. He is a all time mustache guy. I think that's yeah. fucking awesome. I didn't know that before. Yeah. Um he's probably had it all year, but pretty cool.
2: I think the stash helps him pitch well. I mean, honestly, he pitched well this season, but I mean he you know, he had a cool play too in the playoffs. Like, I mean, I'll give
0: it to him. Yeah. Um, on the other side, uh Brandon Brandon Marsh, I think. Yeah. Yep. Beard are you? You're a beard guy, I Bet Cal. You kind of grow yeah, a, a slight guy. one. Yeah,
1: I will grow a beard here and there. I like to see a good beard. Yeah.
0: Okay, so I was all in about Nicholas. Cool fucking stash. Just kind of dope. Kind of disgusting beard on Marsh's part. Yeah, kind of gross.
1: Yeah, they can get kind of gross. Um, I'm sure he'll clean it up. Hopefully. If not, here's the thing: there's a such a history with really gross, big beards in baseball that somehow end up being postseason just rally starters I mean if you remember Brian Wilson and yep. Sergio Romo those beards are some of the most disgusting beards you'll ever see in your life but also those guys just ran a postseason I was gonna so, say though
2: counterpoint to that the two guys you brought up with the best beards they're pitchers. they're pitchers you don't have really hitters with the gross beards I mean the one I can think of is Blackman this is gonna well that too but the one I think of all the time when you say beards I call him the lumberjack It's Evan Gaddis. You guys will probably have to look him up. He was on the Astros, (laughs) Uh, and he just—he had the forearms probably the size of my torso. It was incredible. Speaking of Travis, as a bet man
1: yourself, if you want to look at who you should bet and you don't have any idea, right? And this goes to all your listeners. Take a quick look at post-games, and or like games that have happened in the past, and just look if there's a person on the team without batting gloves, because if yeah. there is a person on a baseball team without batting gloves, bet on them. Especially in the playoffs, they got that dog in them. Those people are, <laughs> I'm looking specifically at Matt Carpenter right yeah. now, the, 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 he's on the Yankees still, right? He's got
2: the stash now.
1: Yeah, if you want to look at a player who you should bet on, it should be no batting gloves and a stash. That's Matt Carpenter. Um, he might
2: single-handedly win a World Series. It's, just to to it's sad, though, that they're running into a politically correct team, the Guardians. But yeah, anyway.
0: It, it's, it's too, too bad. bad. I mean, they'll probably they'll win. The talking team. about the diversion.
1: I yeah. just needed to. That's the way you bet in baseball.
0: Okay. No, I kind of like that. Um, can we say confidently that this was the, um, how do I say it? Uh, this was the hair game. Great hair game. Oh, oh
2: yeah. Especially I mean, facial hair. I mean, so here's here's one thing that I would also have to say too. Like, this is again for your feels on the podcast. I've been hearing that Tyler O'Neill of the Cardinals is like is hot. I don't see it, and it's a weird hair thing. Apparently it's his hair. I need huh. to hear back on like if he's actually hot or not. Like I don't I, I get mixed vibes on him. I just don't see it.
0: Dude, maybe he's- he'll be on uh maybe he'll be on a following week's hot of it, hot or not.
2: Yeah, I mean he's ripped, but
1: I just don't see it. Dude. Yeah, please, girls of the podcast, the twenty percenters, please tell me how we just looked him up on our on our own uh, device. Not doing it for me. I don't see it. No, I don't see it at all. He's really he's he's very muscular, but the girls of the podcast, please send in to to Travis the reasons why you see that because I don't see it very much. Yeah.
0: Um. Quick question before we go into Philly's Braves. I didn't ask you this earlier. I probably should have done it a lot earlier. Uh, why did you guys not choose to have a real position in baseball?
2: <laughs> I, I would argue that it's the two most real positions. I mean, so I like to describe it as a pitcher-catcher that I just would get too bored not being involved in every single play. So I had to be involved with a ball being thrown at me or throwing a ball at somebody.
0: Oh, well, I don't know. Point taken. Um, you guys aren't real athletes, though. Oh, that's um, <laughs> Oh, Boy, this guy. CC Sabathia can do it. Know, by the yeah, way,
1: front of all of the listeners. But let's have an athletic competition, man. I say I will ruin you in every sport, including basketball.
0: No, I can fuck up that uh, food challenge way better than you can. Close. <laughs> that is true. The greatest
2: athlete of all time is Joey Chestnut. So uh, let's be honest. Single handedly, I'd
1: like to put this out there. I had a conversation. Um I said I made the ridiculous claim that Joey Chestnut is the best compared to the average competition. I'll rephrase. The second yeah. place finisher, Joey Chestnut is farther away from the second place finisher than any other athletic competition in the world. Yeah.
0: Totally. I was, agree.
1: I think corrected. Tiger Woods is better than Joey Chestnut. No, no, he's not. Mean,
0: Tiger Woods no. eat a
1: hot dog like that? Hell no. Dude, I listened to a stat about Tiger Woods that totally blew it away. There was a stat that I heard, and it's that they took people from nineteen ninety six to two thousand, and I think eight. Maybe it was in the tens. I don't know. And they took anyone who's played ninety plus rounds in golf and they scored them, right? Total score. Out of all the people, there was only one person who played under par in all of the rounds combined. That person is Tiger Woods who played, I think it was negative 190. The next closest was someone who played plus like 57. Explain that in hot dogs terms. Yeah, yeah. come on, hot
0: dogs. Yeah, hot dogs (laughs) terms.
1: Lloyd Chestnut would have to eat like 400 dogs to somebody's like 37
0: dogs. He totally could do that, though.
1: He could probably do it. He could maybe
2: do
0: it. Dude, he was (laughs) punching protesters and won by like 40 dogs. Yeah,
2: he tackled
0: the guy. It
2: doesn't matter. Well, one hand had a dog. The other had the guy on the ground.
1: I think it's going to be a pretty tight competition between the greatest of all time in the respective sports between Tiger Woods and Joey Chestnut, and that's baseball talk. Like that's yeah, that just goes back to baseball. If uh, if aliens came down and said who's your champion, I'd say it's either Tiger Woods or Joey Chestnut, but it's one of those two. Those are the
0: best. Okay, I don't think this guy's in the same boat. Maybe Michael Phelps is like. Honorable mention. I mean, he did kind of kill the game for a while. throw
2: him in there. Dude, Michael Phelps has lost before, though.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Joey Chestnut, I I don't know. Joey
2: Chestnut lost, but it's only because of a broken heart.
0: Yeah, exactly. Girlfriend
2: pulled
1: up with him the day before. Joey Chestnut lost? I don't know Joey Chestnut as well as I think I do. Yeah, he lost one time, and then he came back the next year and broke his record. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Joey Chestnut might be the champion among men.
0: Yeah. All right, uh, that was just a, a quick thing.
1: A little obese is incredible. Yeah. What's that, Travis?
0: Sorry, go on.
1: No, I was just saying the fact that he's not uh, morbidly obese is the most incredible thing I've ever seen. He's in reasonable shape.
0: That's part of why I'm doing this whole metabolism thing, dude. I think I'm onto something where uh, instead of like just trying to eat my way into diabetes, I should actually do the complete opposite to defeat this challenge. No, for real, it's a genius move. Yeah, you're really following after the master. Um all right, let's move on divisional series quickly. Um in just a few words, Braves Phillies.
2: Braves. Yeah, give me Braves. Just Braves. I'm just going to say Braves.
0: It's uh not always sunny in Philly. Braves in five.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay. 5, they lead but uh
1: Braves are coming back.
0: Yeah. All right. Braves. Um let's move on. Uh that was a lot of baseball guys, but a lot of good combos. Uh, went down well, a rabbit hole. Perfect. What's hot? What's not? Uh, do you guys have anything for this? For what? How not? about you
2: start us out?
0: Yeah. Um. What I have? What's hot is beanies right now. Uh Can you see my hair? For those of you who obviously can't see me, this is a podcast. Check out my Instagram or <laughs> anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Peep and a little bit. I do mighty
1: fine right now. For the 20% that are listening, he's looking great.
0: No, I was actually going to say the opposite. My hair is getting fucking long. And so I'm getting to a point where it's a dividing road and I choose haircut and look good or I choose beanies, hats and I think I'm going to choose beanies. Because they're hot. No, because I have two really cool beanies right now. I have a Minnesota Twins one I got for free at a Fans Appreciation weekend when the Twins weren't going to... They're playing pointless games, so they're like, oh, if anybody shows up, we'll give you a hat. And the other one is a Packers one. So I have great beanies to wear. And I think that I'm just going to say, why not use them? I never use them. I don't wear hats ever. And you know that firsthand, Cal. I think I'm going to be a hat guy for maybe a month.
1: Man, well, I'm excited to see your hat phase. It's going to be a fun phase.
0: Dude, I, and beanie phase too. A little different. I'm not too sure how I feel about it, but I'm going to go on. I'm going to say beanies are hot right now, and I'm going to wear beanies for the next. Probably, I'll probably change my mind next podcast, but for right now, beanies are hot.
1: Yeah, for sure. What's not, what's, what's not hot, man?
0: Oh, you're going to love this one, Cal. Yeah, you tell me. You know, uh, Jacob Battalion? Uh, uh, no. Asian guy on Spider-Man. Yes. Okay. He said, quote unquote, he's not really wanting Spider-Man 4. Really? Yeah. Uh, that's, you think that's not? I think that's not. I mean, he isn't even Tom Holland, and he's like, nah, dude, I don't really want to do this. I mean, yeah. dude, he doesn't have the clout to be able to say that. I don't know, he kind of carried those movies a little bit. Dude, um, he was so funny as fuck.
1: <laughs> I, to, I I wanted him to be a villain. Oh, I, would
2: stick. I think it would be like really him.
1: cool to see a little villain action out of him, but not like a real villain, but like an anti-hero villain. He gets powers, wants to do the Tom Holland approach, yeah. but He doesn't got the uh, the the willpower, the the ethics to to stick with the Spider Man type things. So he kind of goes off the rails, gets a little violent. Spider Man's got to rein him back in. I kind of like that. But hopefully he's in for Spider Man Four. I I I like the Tom Holland series.
0: Yeah, I I've said this many times before. Andrew Garfield is the goaded one, and you can't tell me any different. That's a different story, but. I do not um, this is why I don't understand the battalion thing or the the Jacob thing. We're not we're on a first name basis right now. I mean, dude, he has everything right now. They imagine Andrew Garfield in a situation where he had the Avengers. That's a he's he's a movie that regardless of whether it's Spider Man or not, I mean he's gonna be a newest Spider Man movie? Um it was the it was the one that came out last December, right? There no Way new. Home, right? Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. seen that. It, it, that whole movie is
1: depicting Spider-Man losing it all.
0: Yeah, but it would be kind of cool to see Tom Holland start from new because now nobody knows who he is.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's what I like, man. That's that's what uh, Spider-Man 4 is going to be about. It's going to be yeah. uh, Spider-Man is uh Spider-Man that we know and love.
0: Imagine being able to work by Zendaya all the time. I know his boy Tom's dating her, but I mean... Come on, wouldn't that be kind of cool pretty too? Cool, man. And you get paid to do that. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. Then again, they're pretty conservative on that. I wish they had more like raunchy, explicit scenes. Not, you know, not too hardcore. But I mean, maybe a beach scene. They need more of that. Great idea. I should be directing this next film. Um, so I am gonna kick Jacob out, and I'm gonna direct Spider-Man Four. I have a, gr- a lot of ideas. Um, Spider-Man. Most X- of them. X. Yes. dude i was gonna say most of them you can find on x videos but yeah
2: four <laughs> but spelt with four x's
0: um you guys have anything for today
2: yeah i got i got a what's hot um you know fall is in the air so you know what that means um we have uh pumpkin spice pumpkin <laughs> spice is hot again um you're gonna start seeing with the leaves coming down the flocks of women headed off to get their caribou coffee and uh, pumpkin spice. And i w I'll fully admit too, I might be behind them. I might might have to go get some pumpkin spice.
1: Yeah. Why follow them at a distance here, Chat, because we're hey, hey both yo. creepy yeah, looking wait a We are Every,
2: creepy. This whole
1: podcast is creepy looking individuals, yeah. so give like a good eight to ten feet separation. I swear Jeff. it's just my face that looks this weird. I swear. Yeah, none of the actions dictate yeah. what our faces look like, but I'm just keeping a good warning for the 20% that are listening. If you yeah. see, uh, it might have dropped it down now to 10%. I'm sorry. <laughs> I <I'm sorry. laughs> nice. like comment pumped it to 25%. I just ruined it, and then we just dropped it yeah. back down to 15. So yeah. apologies, but we'll be following from a from a safe, a safe distance. distance. Safe distance is what distance we'll be following. For the spice. Yes. Spice. Yeah. You know, and I got a not. If, you got a yeah. yeah, I got a not. Yeah. Um, Kanye, Kanye West just recently came out, and uh, he's officially a not right now. Um, I think his antics have always been some of the most entertaining things I've seen in my entire life. Um, this might have crossed the line for me, though. I think Kanye is great, but he crossed a little bit of a line with everything that he's done recently. I think he's very not at the moment. Um a little bit of different. If he took a tiny little bit of different approach, he could have been a hot. He could have been He's making moves. He's making he's, the moves. They just didn't land. Clicks. He just didn't land this time. Um hopefully the next little bit he's a hot. But yeah. uh unfortunately he just lost a little bit of traction with the kid. But
0: Dude, he's out. All trying to... He's yeah, trying I to have kind of
1: a knot. Yeah, it's
2: has got a not, I mean. There. Yeah, um definitely not is uh, concussions. Uh, they're, they're making a comeback, um, and not in a good way. So uh, if you guys have seen uh, Tua Tungavailoa, um, not great. Don't like to see that. His backup also, not good. Um, I guess you could also put this as not, my fantasy team is not good. Because of that, um, as a Tua owner, picking up um, Najee Har- or, uh, Naeem Hines, I mean, also having him get concussed, and then Teddy getting concussed on my fantasy team, And then T. Higgins getting concussed on my fantasy team. My fantasy team is a knot now at this point. Your fantasy team is as concussed as the
1: combined total.
2: As me probably too, yeah.
1: Pretty much everyone together is pretty much screwed. Yeah. So concussions are a knot. Concussions are a big knot.
0: I have just a quick comment. Can you say Tagovailoa one more time? Because I think that I've never heard that pronounced like – exactly correct and when you said it i thought that i was clicking on the dictionary on my computer no really? i
2: don't think i even pronounced it correctly honestly uh to a tongue of Iloa.
0: okay it sounded really good you're going li- to if you listen to this later it Definitely sounds really good and i was kind of surprised i've never heard it pronounced right i was going to uh, say
2: dictionaries and me don't usually mix well so you saying dictionary in my name is not great <laughs> it,
0: it's the same thing with a uh, I think his name oh, is. Yeah. You know the wide receiver for the Rams. There's your dictionary
2: over here. Oh, uh, look at that! Look at this guy. Big announciator, Mister Lips Work, Mister Guy.
0: Dude, I do say some things right. I do mix up the Astros in Seattle every once in a while, and I say Aaron Jones instead of Judge. But it's just because yeah. my brain moves faster about, than most. people.
1: We hit the one that move. was the hardest, and yeah. that's what matters. Yeah, it's a game-winning shot, but you went one for seven that day.
0: New, new headline: Travis can pronounce Karanik.
1: I think the headline should be one for seven, Travis Beckers.
0: You know what? That might be okay in minor league baseball.
1: Yeah. Hey, that's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad.
0: All right. So that's what's hot, what's not presented by TDF3 Corp. Next thing. How about before we get into college football NFL preview, let's talk a little bit about the people's top ten. So I'm just going to read this out, you two. Um, if you guys have any uh, comments, you know, just let me know. But I, it's not me. Remember, the people vote this in, and I relay it to all of you guys. And these are mostly based off of gambling records. So number one in uh, this week's People's Top Ten, Michigan. Great team. They're winning football games, and they're 6-0 at the under. Some of you might say, well, that's boring. You're 0-6 at the over. But I say, well, winning is winning. Maybe you're just betting the wrong lines. 6-0 at the under, great defense. Number two, James Madison University. I think that they're ranked this next year. They're ranked
2: now. Five games and they're ranked now.
0: And the AP Top 10 doesn't understand what we know. And that's that they're 5-0 at the spread. And this is their first year in – Let's call it real FBS. football. Yeah, real football. I, okay. Next, uh, you know, I'm going to have my buddy Drew on soon. He's a GA at Western Illinois. He might, he might get bad at me for that. But uh, let's, call, let's call it real football. All right, number three, TCU. The great thing, I had a system play last week. It was Kansas versus TCU. And I was talking about how one of them was unfortunately going to probably be kicked off of the people's top ten. Guess what? They pushed. Nobody lost. Nobody won, but nobody lost last week. So at three and four, we have TCU, which is number three because they did win out, right? Let's give them a little bit. And Kansas at number four. Football school, certified football school. They cannot not cover the spread, if that makes sense. Number five, Ohio State. We got the Buckeyes. Great team. They're really fun to watch. Honestly, their gambling records are somewhat subpar. They, are, they do have a winning record at the spread. I feel like you have to keep these guys in there because their games are always really fun. And also, it's tough to be 20-point favorites in every game, even if you cover most of the time. It's hard. I like them, so they're number five. And the people like them, too. I agree with the people. Number six, Syracuse, is a football school at 4-1 and at the spread. Good job so far. I'm going to talk a little bit later. They go in and they play a a pretty good game this next weekend too. And it's at home against NC State. And they're favorites by 4.5. Wow. uh, I know. Yeah. Um, We'll talk about that more later. They might not be uh, number six next week. You could say that. Because that's gonna, because they're gonna be better and they're gonna win. I will say they'll increase. They'll probably pass Ohio State if they win this, but I don't think they'll win. Not against NC State. Washington, number seven. They're a fun team to watch. Five zero and one at the over. So you know you're in for a fun game. They're packed. You know they play in a fun conference. They always score way too much, but um, they're five and zero oh and one at the over. Undefeated. They push once, but that will happen in games that have very high overs. Oh, you know, they. I like their quarterback. I can't remember his name, but I watched that UCLA-Washington game, and I get it. They lost last week, but they also hit the over. So Arizona State may have won, but who really won is uh, Washington, number seven at the uh, People's Top Ten this week. Number eight. Oh, boy, this is a fun one. Five and one at the spread. Horns up, Calvin, Brenda. Texas oh, hit off. our people's top 10 this week. You have it's to. Gone. And you know, what, you know what stinks? I bet for uh, – this is another one of my bets. Remember my Seattle Mariners over bet that just did awful? Yeah. I actually faded Texas last week. They're nine-point favorites against their big rivals, Oklahoma, and I was like, that's too many points. Dude, the best thing about losing that bet was – There wasn't a moment in that game where I was like, yeah, I might come back. That was all Texas the whole entire time. That was a fun game. I hate to say it. I'm not an Iowa State guy. I don't really like Texas. I think they're annoying. They're a fun team, though. Hey, Uh,
2: Prairie Dog pokes his head up when there's no danger. Texas is not back.
0: They're back. Texas is back. They're officially back. Five and one at the spread. Horns up, dude. I'm all about it. And the people know it too. That's why they cracked the top 10. It's hard to get here. You have to be at the same um, type of franchise and program as James Madison. It's hard to break this. Um, That wasn't sarcasm too. Don't laugh at that. James Madison is just absolutely obliterating the spread every week. That's something that anybody in the top 10 would wish for. All right. number, Number nine, Wake Forest. If you guys haven't seen him yet, this is a fun team to watch. They're 5-1 and one at the spread. Their games, I, I'm not going to confidently say they'll go over, but it's going to be a good game. They play good football offensively. Their defense is stout too. That's why it's not a, a given over in any game. But if you turn on the channel and Wake Forest is playing, I think I can confidently say that it's going to be a pretty decent scoring game. They're going to be in the 20s each side. It's just you know, the spread, the over, the total points on their games are usually around 50, so it's just a little hard with that. All right, Wake Forest at number 9. At number 10, we have the opponent of Colorado. 5-0 and o at the spread. Anybody facing Colorado this year is covering like an animal. Next up this week is California. Can the Golden Bears keep it alive? Let's see. I don't know who I root for in this. If I root for Colorado continuing to be very bad or if I root for uh, that team to just be really good. I don't know. It feels bad, but it had to be said this week. They, did, they hardly made the top ten. The people had to speak, though, and I think it's time that we uh, – um, you could arguably say Colorado should be number ten, but I think we need to put more respect on the opponents they play. So we're saying the opponent of Colorado is number 10 this year. Receiving votes, all SEC teams. One thing is, this is the first week in the people's top 10 where no SEC team was named, Um, but all SEC teams were being honorable mentions. Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama. Georgia and Alabama snuck out of the top 10. They're just not covering. I actually was talking about the Alabama game last week. I think Alabama could be back in there later on, but they got to start doing some stuff, and honestly, they probably just need Bryce Young back. So, Tennessee, really good. They're one good game away from uh, probably hitting it. And I think uh, they're in a very good game this next week, aren't they? Um Bama. Oh, shit. Oh, well, six. I don't know, dude. I, uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Tennessee covering and or winning that game might push them up there. We'll see what the people think. Bama, I think it's if they win but don't cover, I still think they're The people are probably going to put them as receiving votes. We probably should also mention Western Illinois is still – they had a bye week this week, but they actually are still one game of – one game in a row of covering the spread. So we'll see how they do this next week. I don't know who they play. I'll probably look it up later. It's only Tuesday, October 11th, so I have a lot to look at. And that's the one downfall of doing these on Tuesdays is because – it's a very long look ahead. Lines change, but it's fun to talk about the games regardless. That is the People's Top Ten presented by TDF3 Corp. I thank you for the claps. Yeah, it's I love doing it. I love presenting this. The people have a lot to say after each college football week, and I'm just happy that they're allowing me to be able to do this. Um, how about we talk a little bit of NCAA? I want to talk mostly about football. We are well yep. – We are into this podcast quite a bit, but I do want to go over football because it was an awesome weekend.
2: Of course, yes, of course.
0: Um, Any games in particular that you want to talk about first? Any that kind of?
2: I I mean, I, I want to start right away with just I'm an Iowa fan. I just want to bring it up of. Boy, it is tough to watch the Hawkeyes, but it was fun to watch two great defensive, just make the under look like it was like a 100 point overs. It was crazy. A nine to six ball game. The line was set at 35 and a half points, and they didn't even come close to sniffing it. Not even close.
0: Iowa, I looked at this the other day. They are four and one at the under. They are almost up to the number one team in the people's top ten, who is that's what 5-0. happens when you don't play you don't play offense. That's Dude, what happens. I mean, no, this isn't even just about offense. I mean, nine points in a game is so good at in college football. I mean, oh, yeah. only giving up nine points is supposed to be a win in almost every team. I think at this point, I'm a Hawk fan too, and I'm actually super proud. I, I was super happy to hear before this that you were a Hawkeye fan because we can talk about it a little bit. I mean, the Hawkeyes they they are arguably they have the best they have arguably one of the best defenses, and they probably have the worst offense in the league. It's so having easy. they have two extremes just going right at each other, where they are an under machine. They've only hit the over on one game, and that was a Rutgers game that everybody was talking about. How I mean that that
2: was under of all time.
0: It was an outrageous under. People were talking about that being a punt a thon and so it was just not fair. The total points were not fair for that being uh, an over game. It was it was too much. It was it was too little of points. It's not fair. So Iowa kinda deserves to be in the top ten, but they can't be yet because they uh but they you know, they're not receiving votes, they're not honorable mentions, but they're notable. So
2: yeah. So, I guess I want to go into another game here, Michigan-Indiana. I have Michigan as, like, again, I fell into it last year, too, as a national championship football team. They look better this year. They look really good.
0: Yeah, they are a, they're a fun team. Um, I, did they cover the spread? I mean, that's important in this. Um, I don't know if they covered the spread. I think it was 21 and a half. I think they just got dinged. But boy, they still hit the under. Thirty-three and so a half was
2: the line. Um, they did not cover. Yeah, thirty-one ball game. Um, and it was. I think they went into half tied.
0: Yeah, they went rolling. Um, I remember looking at it because I was starting to think, "Wow, is this upset alert?" It is in Indiana, and we have to realize that. I mean, I think it's a standard where they add three points to the home team spread. Yeah. And it's for a good reason. It's because. Traditionally, you just expect the home team to start out a little bit better, but Michigan did fight back and they did look pretty electric.
2: I mean, it's hard to go into another Power 5's home; like it's hard to go somewhere else and play any Power Five football team.
0: Yeah, unless it's at Oklahoma. So, unless it's at Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, but when then again,
2: to, well, go ahead. Yeah, sorry.
0: Then again, um, it is horned down nation right now. Texas horned is bad, so.
2: Now. But I mean, with that, you want to go into the Oklahoma-Texas game real quick? Talk a little more.
0: I mean, what is there to say? Um, Oklahoma might be very bad this year.
2: Are they dead? Are they dead now? Just one year? Are they dead?
0: Lincoln Riley, man, he probably did way more um, than people think. Oh, by the way, a lot of Big Twelve teams in the you know that are making noise in the people's top ten. Yeah, kind of fun I mean.
2: It's, uh, you know, I, I'll have to say right now, uh, first of all, did you see what the head coach of Oklahoma said, Brett Venables, before the season?
0: No, what did he say?
2: So he said, now that Lincoln Riley is gone, that this, quote, soft-ass plays are not going to happen anymore. And, well, um, it's Big 12 football. You're going to have 90-yard touchdowns left and right. And I guess he didn't figure that out because he has not schemed it up to have that happen for his team.
0: Maybe he should go to Nebraska. They have an open rack.
2: So, here's another one. What's the hotter job, Nebraska or Wisconsin?
0: Wisconsin, easily. Wisconsin is a winning franchise that it, they're expected to win just about every year.
2: See, you think that, but if you go back in time, of oh. course, you have Nebraska. I know. And so, this is where I'm. I'm with you on that, but... This is where you start thinking of, like, where are you going to get more money? I have a feeling you get more money from Nebraska, like, as a program, just because of what else are they going to do down there? Where in a, at least Wisconsin you have places to drink at, you know?
0: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, here's one thing I'll say about that. I was looking up who the favorites for the Wisconsin job are, and almost all of them are former. They have some type of tie to Wisconsin. So that makes me think that – They're going off of, first of all, people that are familiar with the program. And they're probably people that will take a cut anyways because they just want to be back.
2: I mean, the things that I've heard is the guy that they have there at interim, and I don't remember his name. I've heard he's almost been the coach in waiting, and he's like through and through a Wisconsin guy. I mean, Paul Christ was who I would expect the average Wisconsin guy to be. Like, you look at him, and he just he he definitely has cheese curds in his pocket. He's going to go (laughs) home. Um, and he's gonna, you know, just sit down, love the Packers. Um, but he looks like a Wisconsin guy. But I've heard that their new interim is like this is pretty much like he's the front runner for the job. I have a, I've heard that rumor around.
0: I can see that Wisconsin's that type of team that they want to keep the program close to what they're like. But then again, it, wouldn't it be kind of cool if honestly isn't Matt Rule one of he's got to be That's one of the top
2: favorites? I've heard of I more mean, Nebraska, but. I, I mean, he he sucks. Like, he sucks as a coach.
0: Matt Rule? Like, he was a great college coach.
2: I know, but he sucks as an NFL coach. Like, has that tarnished his reputation enough where it's like these programs are just, like, avoiding him?
0: Okay, one thing I'm going to say, it's oranges and apples with the NFL. And That's true. Uh, it, no, and you're I, right. Even the only argument you can say right now is Cliff Kingsbury with respect to – coaches from college doing well in the NFL. I think we got to cut that whole cord right there. I mean, well, I guess you could say Pete Carroll a little bit, but they just, it's not the same. I mean, I think that NFL coaches that kind of screw up could possibly go back to college, but I don't think it should go the same way. I mean, I'm tired of uh, just these big hyped up college coaches like uh, Matt Rule, who was really good at Baylor, just screwing up in the nfl because it's just too different they play a different it ball I mean, instead
2: of instead of kids that you get to lay down the law it's fellow employees that you have to work with which yeah you have like overrule over them but you're not dictating everything that they do in the day of like this is when you're practicing this is when like you have study hall this is when you have to be meeting with a recruit where this as an nfl coach you are like this is our practice time um you need to be able to get your stuff done and like watch your film and stuff like that. And yeah, there's coaches that help out with that, but it's mostly on their own. It's more of a peer relationship rather than an overlord relationship in college, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, definitely. You it's a lot more hoorah. And that's why I uh that's why I knew that Jim Harbaugh was gonna be pretty good when he get went to college, you know. He's a hoorah yeah. guy where you can't I mean, they're professionals in the NFL. They don't really want to do the whole "come on, let's go," you know. Let's do this whole hype speech. It's yeah. more like let's make sure the players aren't burning out. Let's make sure that they're happy. Let's put everybody in the right spots. It's it's a boring. I'm gonna say it, it's a little bit more of a boring job. You don't do the whole extra I stuff. Um, you I just, mean it's longer
2: season too? You got to save your energy.
0: Yeah. Um. What's another good game from the past weekend? Uh, UCLA-Utah was fun. I don't have much to say about that high-scoring game. UCLA came out with a win. Uh took fun team. What's that?
2: I just say pretty much took care of business. Again, yeah, it's like it, – I, I feel like UCLA probably has a more high-powered offense in my opinion, but they took care of business. They won.
0: Um, last one, let's talk about for college football, Kansas State-Iowa State. Iowa State covered the spread. They lost yeah. by one.
2: I mean, I, Kansas State is always good, but like, even though it was a low-scoring game, for some reason, I always see Kansas State like winning these close ball games. Like, I remember—I think it was two years ago—onside kick to win the game against Oklahoma. If I remember correctly, that was Kansas State.
0: I—I'm uh, not quite sure. I remember, but I just know Kansas State is one of those teams that show up on your schedule, and you're like. Yeah, this is going to be an ugly game.
2: They get weird with it. They yeah. get weird with it.
0: Um, Iowa State does kind of too. I yeah. think it was a win for them to cover this uh, spread, make it within one. It's so weird to win by one in football. It, it is. really is. It is. You don't see it very often. And I think it's a very Iowa State move to cover the spread when it was a the two point spread.
2: Football <laughs> to win by one, if you know what I mean.
0: It's a Kansas State move to win by one, and it's an Iowa State move to lose by one.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I think Iowa State's still a good team, but they, uh, you know, they're off to a tough start. And I actually think the Big Twelve is a little shaky this year. They're kind of fun. So, you know, I
2: think it's, it's instead it's not top heavy like it was with Oklahoma. Oh, always yeah. being like good. Yeah. I mean, they have Oklahoma State, which is really good, but it's less top heavy. It's more spread
0: out. Well, they do have. They're a little top heavy with the eighth seed, um, or of the people's top ten, Texas. So, you know, I mean, I get what you're saying, but uh, Texas officially back and they are kind of, they're taking over the big 12 a little bit. I'd love to see Kansas state just kind of have this weird game against them in the future though. So I'm excited. Yeah. Um, They haven't played yet. Have they?
2: I don't think they have.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna um, figure that out after this podcast. I know no I'm
2: weird. gonna eat my words I was gonna say I know I'm gonna eat my words. They probably have at that point, but I I can't keep track of all the college football games.
0: Kansas State is not one of those teams that you're like, oh yeah, let's go check out who they play.
2: <laughs> they play. Um, hey, yeah, I do. Say an Iowa fan. No one checks in on Iowa games. So,
0: all right, quickly, um, let's just go through a couple key NFL scores. Today, uh, you probably yeah. want to talk about the Vikings. Uh, you're, we got two Viking fans on. Let's let's hear it, guys.
1: Yeah, you start us off, Cal. Man, we we were setting up to just absolutely shit on you, Packer fan. But honestly, I just kind of feel bad now. Like, there's no like, I just, like there, there's no real reason to get after you. But uh, I was talking to my grandma. She's a huge Vikings fan. She wears the socks every single game. She wants me to start wearing some Viking socks every game. And she says this is the year. So we'll see.
0: Grandma Brenda. The predictions
1: said my my by, by Grandma Brenda. She says this is the Vikings year. So you heard it here. I mean, obviously, we're four or five games in. Four games? We are five now. Five games in, uh, but... Grandma Brenda says this is the Vikings' year. She's been on it from the beginning, but I heard it on at game five. She said this is it. I don't know if I uh, if I'm on board, but I told her I'm on board. I'll start wearing the socks.
2: <laughs> yeah, I will. Uh, I'll talk about the game here of more of like, you know. Again, we were set up to just absolutely throttle the Bears, and I really feel like we should have. I mean, we're just the way superior team. I mean, Jesus, they can't throw the ball even. But I mean, they got like half of their passing yards just against us today. I mean. They, they, for some reason, can always play well against the Vikings. I mean, it's a divisional game, but yeah. um, I will say I want to thank Amir Smith-Marset as an Iowa guy, too. <laughs> former Iowa guy, broke my heart to see this happen, and he's a former Viking, but thank you for helping the Vikings win. Um, I'm always a fan of you, Amir, but, boy, that was tough to watch. That was tough to watch on the last play of the game, getting stripped to lose the game.
0: Midwest Hospitality. It's a very bears yeah. way to lose, honestly. They look like the better team at the right time of the game, and mm-hmm. they lose by a heartbreaker.
2: Yeah. I mean they were they were going to they were gonna probably win that game if that doesn't happen. I mean Vikings luck, well Minnesota Sports luck too, of just to always blow it, but
0: <laughs> Yeah, I, I will say Vikings played like two different games in the same game. They yeah. look like arguably the best offense. At the beginning, I think, was it 16 or 17 completions without an incomplete? 13 in a row.
2: 17 in a row.
0: That's impressive, um, by yeah. any means.
2: I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it helps when you have Justin Jefferson to throw the ball, too. He's somehow, he, he runs the get open route. It's crazy.
0: He's always open. It's unfair for yeah. him. It, it feels like what Packers used to have with Devontae and what the Raiders are still trying to figure out with Devontae.
2: Yeah, well, speaking of, we got to ask you about the uh, Green Bay game. What
0: happened? Um, Well, I felt like we uh, went to the – abandoned. So, Packers, if you've watched any of our games so far, we're a run team, man. At least so far in the season while we figure out our passing situation, we have two running backs that are just getting insane yards, and I think neither of them really hit 50 this past game. If I remember right, we – regardless, we – Abandon the run. Here's how fast a game can change. You're up 10 points, you have the ball, and you pass three times. You take like two shots and you pass three and you punt the ball back. Well, if you're down 10, Giants do what they need to to score a long touchdown. Our defense is in position. Like They're they're on the field for a long time, and that's a big deal in the NFL where their defense gets tired out. Well, Rodgers gets the ball back. We take a couple passes, and we punt the ball. Not only is the defense tired, and they're in. What they didn't know is they were in for another long possession from the G-men. We we take six passes, and we throw ourselves into a losing situation, and then we have to scramble and try to find our rhythm. When in reality, we should have just been running the ball most of the second half. Because not only did we have the lead, but we had uh, we have a great run game. And we don't need a pass yet. We can get some yards, and we can make long drives. It felt like we were trying to shoot them out and give the British like a, a hell of a show or something. When I would have just, you know, I, it's a weird. London's a weird game. I don't feel like a lot of NFL teams get super excited for it. I mean, I don't. No. I don't want to speak for them, but it's a very long trip to get there. You're not there for a long time. You have to adjust to the time zones and. You're playing on a weird time of the day. I mean, I uh, I wasn't hungover when I woke up, but I definitely had to set my alarm clock for 8 o'clock so I'd make the game on time. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, so speaking of the game, I mean, it was the battle of the quads. <laughs> and AJ Dillon versus Saquon Barkley, like, does this mean that Saquon has the superior quads at this point? Like, can we put this argument to rest?
0: Um... Tough question. Ask me in December again. Um, Okay. Let's not overreact. I mean, A.J. Dillon has been insane all but one game this year, and that's because I think that we knowingly strayed away from our game plan. So uh, let's not overreact about this. I think this could mean the Giants are an okay team. Don't get me wrong. They're not talented, but I think they might be well coached.
2: Uh, they know what they need to do to win. That's yeah, what I would
0: say. They yeah. do not have a franchise quarterback. and well, they that's don't why, even have
2: wide receivers right now.
0: Dude, they don't. And that's why it's kind of embarrassing. It was a horrible game. I am definitely – I've been talking about tiers in my other podcasts, and I've kind of put Packers towards the top tier. And I've kind of – the top tier has been like the Bills, and it's been the Chiefs. I was putting the Packers up there. And I have the second tier being like the Bengals, maybe the Vikings. Packers aren't first tier anymore. We're second they tier until we figure down. something yeah. out. I yeah. Mean, even I, as a big Packer fan, can't say that we're a top tier team right now. Especially yeah. after that loss to a very random team.
2: You have, the thing is, is, the talent is there. Wide receiver is iffy, but the talent is there for the Packers. I just think right now they can't be considered... In the same category with like the Bills and the Chiefs, you know what I mean?
0: Not at all, no. Um, cheap. Uh, let's see, what else game? Uh, let me see. We had the most boring game in NFL history: Colts Broncos. Uh, let's, yeah. Let's on. just say that we didn't need an extra quarter to be able to figure out that game. I don't. I think oh, my scared. eyes bled watching that. But okay, yep, boring game. Let's not talk about that. Nope. Patriots kind of killed the Lions. Uh, I think they're cursed because I had my last guest McKinley come on and talk about how they're over machines and they scored zero points this game.
2: Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Uh,
0: Go go ahead. No, you go on.
2: I was going to say, I knew that the Lions were screwed because I decided to start Jared Goff for the first time this year. And uh, again, uh, as my fantasy team is a not, um, I should have known right then and there that the um, Lions were not going to score a single point at all. So, (laughs) that's just my take from the game. That's about all I have to say.
0: Yeah, and it's a little disappointing because Lions were kind of looking like a fun team. Not a good team, but a fun team, and they pretty much broke our hearts. Yeah. Okay, moving forward, Bills also killed them. So, let's not talk too much about that um bills certified good team Steelers, they might go under 500 for the first time in mike tomlin's career i don't want to overreact but they don't have anything going with them so
2: no i mean they're not they're not a good team objectively but i just i thought that last year too and guess what they went over 500 like i just i don't know i think mike tomlin is just arguably one of the probably the best coach just of what he's had to deal with over the years. You think about the Antonio Brown and all the characters that he's had, and he's still been able to get 500 teams. Like, I mean, I, you got to almost put him up there as top two, not two te- uh, coach of all time. Like in the end, well, not of all time, but right now active.
0: Yeah, maybe. Um, he's been really good. I like him. I don't think Pittsburgh likes him very much. So he's on the hot seat, even though he hasn't had a bad season before yeah. this season. But, I mean, he doesn't have anything, man. Even no. as uh, even his defense is either hurt or just not playing well. I mean, exactly. his pieces aren't there, so I don't blame him too much. It's just it's weird to see the Steelers. Um, I usually saw them, and at the beginning I'm like, oh, Steelers are just going to be a sneaky team. I'm going to bet their covers, because they're always going to be underdogs, and they might even be up to about four points sometimes. I'm like, oh, yeah, they can lose by a field goal. Yeah. Uh, I mean – Maybe they need Mitch Trubisky back. <laughs> no, no, <Okay>. they don't. <laughs> um. All right. I uh. I think I've hit my peak with talking about the Steelers so far. And uh, Carson Wentz. Let's talk Titans Commanders very briefly. Carson Wentz ha- put them in a position to win. Uh. I had Titans minus two and a half, and I was ready to throw my money away. And They, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz, he literally, he threw an interception, so. The
2: commander, I mean, that's just what he's done throughout his career since he left Philly. Like, he's just, I mean, ever since he sprained both his ankles on one play, which, first of all, incredible. But ever since he's done that, I just have no belief in Carson Wentz. Like, he's a better football player than me, but again, I haven't played football since middle school, so. (laughs)
0: There are, like, I'm looking at the bottom six games right now. All of them are fun games. Even if they weren't, uh, I mean, all of them were relatively close. Okay, so I let's just, first game, fun game, St. Seahawks, just a shootout.
2: Just a shootout.
0: Who would have
2: thought that Geno Smith and Andy Dalton would have been a fun game to watch?
0: Yeah, I wanted to say arguably the best game on Sunday, and then... You start looking at, well, Eagles Cardinals was fun. Um, Bengals Ravens was a fun game. Um, even Cowboys Rams was. Anyways, Seahawks Saints, that was, that was a shootout. And Geno Smith, I, I think bad about him. I'm like, oh, overrated. And he continues to have good games and make me think, wow, maybe Seahawks are a team that scares some teams. They're, they're not a good team. But, no. I mean, their covers are insane. They're almost a touchdown every week, unless it's a, pretty rel- it's a pretty bad team. And the Seahawks are just competing against them. It's kind of fun.
2: It is. It's, they're a fun team to watch. I mean, they, they're, they're the Lions, in my opinion. The Lions <laughs> and the Seahawks are the exact same team. They put up a lot of points for no reason at all and refuse to play defense. It's incredible.
0: How about uh, Eagles Cardinals? That was a fun one. Eagles off to an outstanding start, and the Cardinals, good team. I think they're missing Hopkins a little bit, but I think Kyler needs
2: to stop playing on the sticks. He's done. Like he's he's grounded in my opinion. He can't play any more Call of Duty. Like it's, <laughs> I mean he they what the Eagles. I mean the game. I'll, honestly, I'll even argue it wasn't really that fun of a game. It just kind of seemed like, yeah, Jalen Hurts is just gonna be Jalen Hurts. Like that's kind of what I take away from the game is he's a wrecking ball and he's gonna win you a ball game.
0: So I like to argue earlier on in the last couple weeks that I don't think Jalen Hurts is that good. I think he's in a pretty good system, but he's slowly but surely making me think maybe he's not a bad quarterback. Uh, maybe he actually yeah. does. Maybe he's a little bit more explosive than I thought. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, It's been kind of fun to watch him this past season. He's a big surprise. I don't think very many people were expecting this, and it's kind of fun to see a weird team do pretty well.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, when you get A.J. Brown, and I like to call him Spaghetti Boy, but uh, the Heisman (laughs) winner, Devontae Smith. um, When you get Spaghetti Boy and A.J. Brown together, I mean, it's – they got to be good, and then now that Jalen Hurts is actually able to throw the ball instead of just run, I mean, I, I would argue he's—I'll say it, hot take—better than Lamar.
0: Oh my no, dude! I'm stop. saying it.
2: I'm saying it. He has more power, and I feel like he outworks Lamar. Seriously, I'm gonna say it.
0: Lamar's having a season. He might be MVP. I know. He's
2: gonna be better. I think Jalen's going to be better.
0: But then again, I think that they're just such a surprise that I think Jalen will have to be in the discussion. So
2: I think this team goes with Jalen. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it makes sense as a quarterback, but I think out of any team, he's the team, the quarterback that needs to do the best for his team. Like you have some teams where it's like you have like, I, I would argue maybe Josh Allen is that too. Like with the people he has around him, but I mean, you think of, like, the Vikings, for example. You can have another quarterback in there to hand the ball off to Dalvin Cook, and you can have another quarterback throw to uh, uh, Justin Jefferson. The Chiefs, too. I mean, uh, Travis Kelsey invented the get-open route. Like, he's always open for some reason. But I feel like the Eagles are just – you need Jalen Hurts to make that offense work.
0: Um, uh, Maybe. I don't like the whole uh – Jalen Hurts is not one of the best quarterbacks. I, I'd like to even say he's – oh, boy. I don't know how you'll feel about this. oh He might even be like a Jimmy Garoppolo, like really good in a system, like oh, no, does things right. Quarterback always
2: wins? Jimmy, Gar- Jimmy Garoppolo is ja- allergic
0: <laughs> Jimmy's a winner, <laughs> he's dude. He's
2: sneezing whenever he's on the bench.
0: I don't know, dude. I, I like Jimmy G. He's the Italian stallion to me, man. He's hot. some oh, say. Yeah. Well, yeah, he might be hot. Yeah, ladies to the twenty percenters. I mean, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I he, he's, he's definitely, he's definitely hot. Um, he's at like Ryan Reynolds level too. It's insane. Oh,
2: for sure. Um, oh. I have one for you. Um, are the Bengals dead?
0: Um, no. I actually am gonna bet on them this week. I think they're two and a half point favorites against somebody. Who was it? Who are they playing this week? I uh, all I know is I was looking at the lines and I was getting my ur- Saints. They're playing at New Orleans versus the Saints. Now one and a half. One and a half? No way.
2: Yeah.
0: I I like the Bengals, dude. There's a swagger to August. them right now, dude. I mean, there's gonna be a swagger about the Bengals this whole entire year. And I'm a I'm a I don't know. I I like them. Joey, Joey B. Joe Shiesby. Oh yeah, dude. He's he's a fun guy. I I'm gonna believe in them this whole year until they lose a couple and look like the old Bengals. I just think their defense is too good to not let them play good in the interim.
2: Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: All right, last game, Raiders-Chiefs. That was a fun shootout.
2: I thought the Chiefs were dead. I thought that was it. If you lose to the Raiders, you're dead. I turned off the game at halftime. And I woke up in the morning and saw that Travis Kelsey had four touchdown catches to uh, end up winning the game.
0: I'm not going to lie. I think that I, I knew the whole entire time that the Chiefs were going to come back. They're so fucking well, good.
2: So I will actually, it, it makes sense. And I even saw, of like, you know, you, you see always that the Raiders only play one good half. They, like, they have played one good half, and their good half was the first half of that game. And so I didn't. I thought the deficit was too big for the Chiefs to come back. Because um, didn't they come? The Raiders come out and score their first possession too. I don't remember um, in the second half.
0: But, no, I don't think they did. I guess I don't remember either. But uh, I thought they were pretty stagnant until the fourth, weren't they? Let me let me click on the box score.
2: Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm, i think that. Yeah, they. Uh, they literally stopped yeah. scoring until the fourth. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. Like you, you are right though. I mean, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. I mean, you have Patrick Mahomes; you can always come back.
0: Yeah, and it was a fun game. It was the exact type of game that I thought it'd be. I bet the over on this. Fifty-one and a half is so many points, and I was a little worried uh, in the first quarter. And then the, when the Raiders came out and got a pretty big lead, the Raiders were my only worry. And that seems yeah. weird because they're kind of a they're kind of set offensively. But when I saw that they're at 20 points at half and there was 10 points from the Chiefs, I knew that the Chiefs were going to come out and score two touchdowns right away. The Chiefs are so good, dude. I mean, they're a top-tier team. Even if they lose, it's because the other team was just scoring a bit too many points in the second half. I mean, they, as long as their defense gets a stop, That's a 14-point turnaround if they have the ball first. That's a lot of points, and the Chiefs can easily do that, probably easier than just about every other team. You could argue Buffalo, but the Chiefs are so good, man.
2: Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes is probably one of the best all-time
0: connections. It's in the name, man, Travis. Yeah. All right, well, that is the NFL. I uh I have a couple picks for this coming week. I already talked a little bit about some. And looking ahead to next week, I got a couple of my favorite picks and my favorite games in general. We got Oklahoma State at TCU. I kind of brushed on this. TCU might not be in the People's Top 10 next week. I like Oklahoma State plus 3.5 against them. Looking towards... A little bit of a West Coast action. USC, three-point underdogs against a pretty stout Utah team. I like USC to cover the spread and win. So I have a lot of dogs this week, and that moves me into my last NCAA bet, which would be NC State plus four and a half at Syracuse. Are they a football school? Maybe not next week. I don't know. A little bit of NFL action. Bears in orange at home in a very, very boring game on Thursday night football. I think it has all the marks for a classic Bears game. Uh, Bears minus one. It's basically a pick 'em game. I do like the Bears, and every time I say that, it hurts a little bit. But hopefully my friends in Illinois are happy about this. So it doesn't happen often, but commanders are so bad. They will find a way to lose. Bengals minus two at, uh, at the Saints. Didn't you say it changed a little bit, Jack? Is it one and a yeah, half now? Yeah, it's
2: uh, minus one and a half now.
0: I, uh, I like it even more. I will even stay with two right now. So uh, I do whatever it comes. Uh, I use this app called Bovada. I will probably wait a little bit knowing that it seems like the Bengals line is changing like that, but we'll see. Arguably the best game of next week, Bills at Chiefs. I uh, will pick the over um, just because it's 54 points right now. I would probably pick it earlier rather than later because I think this game is going to continue to go up, even if they don't. I could see it being a little bit lower scoring like in the 40s, but I think that everybody's going to pick the over on this and the numbers will just continue to rise. All right, it was a long segment today. We had special guests Jack Childs and Calvin Brenda join. Thank you so much, Um, everybody. Wish Calvin Brenda a little bit of success this coming weekend. While we're all watching college football, he's gonna be in a room doing a lot of boring stuff. Uh, No, not it's it's cool stuff, and maybe he'll be my lawyer one of these days, making sure that.
1: Don't need to say that. It's super boring. Yeah, Yeah, yeah.
0: it's it's probably not very fun, but it's 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 the least
1: thing you could possibly do on a Saturday.
0: Career development,
1: baby. That's what it is.
0: Anyways, uh, thank you so much. Uh, This was the third episode of Untitled. It's October 11th, 2022. Uh, Thank you for tuning in and uh, good luck this weekend. And best of uh, hope all your teams win. Thank you.